Zach in here. And in today's live, this is going to be a really exciting one, but I'm going to go over what would I do? So what would Zach can do if he owned your wholesaling real estate business? This is a unique topic. Wholesalers don't talk about it, but this is going to be a really, really exciting one, guys. So this is going to be fun. So I'm going to break down your wholesaling real estate business, and I'm going to show you exactly what I would do if I was in your shoes, like step by step. So all I need for you guys to do is give me some information. Give me the info and I will tell you exactly what I do. So here's the link to join. Uh, copy this link really quick if you can. Hop on here and we'll talk about what I would do if I was in your wholesaling real estate business. So it's going to take a little bit of about a minute or two for uh, the notifications to go on here on YouTube for you guys to see what exactly I would do if I was in your shoes for wholesaling real estate. So this is a really exciting one, guys. But before we get into it, remember, guys, you already know you need to smash that like button and subscribe. So remember, smash that like button and subscribe to get the most free information about wholesaling real estate. Uh, from me, Zach. So my goal here on this channel is to help you make over $100,000 in real estate wholesaling absolutely for free. So uh, let's get over, uh, let's get some questions out of the way really quick. And I want you guys also to comment what your market is, uh, how much deals you're doing, and just give me some information about your wholesaling business. And I'll tell you also in the comments what I would do if I was you and what, what exactly I could do to help you guys out in wholesaling real estate. So this is a really exciting one. Remember guys, join on the link and let's get it going. So uh, Jose here asks, Zach, how exactly can I cons constantly pull new probate lists directly from my county every single week? So this is a great one, Jose. If, if I was in your shoes here, if I want to pull probates, so it's one of the best ways out there to actually pull probate leads. The number one thing I would do is go to the clerk of the court. There's two ways to really to pull probates, technically three actually. So let me break down these three. So number one is the classic way. This is one of the best ways out there to actually pull your probates in. That is go to the clerk of the court. The clerk of the court is, it's basically the courthouse in your county. So just go to, go to the clerk of the court on the website. Most websites you can actually go in here and actually go to the probate records and you can actually find the people that unfortunately passed away and pull that information, pull the heirs information. Usually from there, you'll skip trace it either on truepeoplesearch.com, truepeoplesearch.com, or just go to smszack.com. And then from there, you can skip trace paid, uh, but it's still a pretty good one. And then from there, you can do that. The second one is you could technically buy a probate list. Probably not my favorite one. People do sell, pro sell probate lists. And they're a lot later, so they're probably not the best ones out there. But overall, they're pretty good, and I can't really complain too much on that. So that, that's probably what I'd recommend. Uh, so the third one here is through PropStream. You can actually get probates from PropStream, aka listrei.com, L-A-S-T-R-E-I.com. On listrei.com, the cool part about listrei.com is you can actually get what we call pre-probates. And pre-probates is... It's not a probate, but you're basically scraping people who own real estate in your area, in your market, in your county. And then from there, the cool part about that is you can actually get in front of these probates before anyone does. So I'm trying to think of the best way to explain this, but really you're just scraping property owner information with deceased records. And then you're basically matching it together. So you're getting in front of the people that you're literally getting a list of people that just died that own real estate. It's absolutely one of the best ones for motivated sellers. It's one of my favorites. 
And I tell you right now, there's no better one out there right now than that. So that's probably what I do. I'd probably go to listrei.com, call, uh, co-call the pre-probates, treat people, search it up, or literally just do batch leads on there through smszack.com. And smszack.com, you skip trace it, the pre-probates with through listrei.com, and then you get the relatives information. You start cold calling that. Use whatever dialer you want, Google Voice, Zach Dialer, whatever one you really like. And then from there, I'd ask them the same information possible. So the information I love asking with my cold calls is especially the probate. You don't want to ask them if like, hey, I saw you know your aunt died. I'm here to buy your house. It's probably not going to go down smooth. It's probably not a good plan. So my personal opinion here is you should probably just ask them if they're the owner of the property and then ask if they're interested in selling the house. That's probably what I would do. And that's my best recommendation from there. So uh, let's good question though, Jose. And remember guys, comment below your questions or join the StreamYard link and I'll go on there and talk to you guys. So let's get it going. Uh, Cass says, Zach is back with the facts. I appreciate it. I thank you so much, Cass. Um, and also thank you guys so much just for the support you've been giving me on this channel. It really means a lot to me uh, that you guys give so much value to me by just supporting the channel and seeing what I can do to help you guys out. So it means a lot. Uh, everyone here that comments something, everyone here that likes this video, everyone here that subscribes it means so much to me. I mean, I've been on this journey for quite some time now with YouTube, just trying to give back to the community and just giving all the information I can possible. So uh, that's pretty cool. Also, a uh, quick announcement for everyone before we uh, get started is uh, we are in the works of developing a free wholesaling course. Literally the same exact course that you'll pay a thousand bucks for, 500 bucks for, you know, four grand for. I've seen people charge 11 grand for a course. What I'm going to do is create a course just like I'm going to charge you $5,000 for it and just give it for free. Give you a link, put your email in, boom, you're, you're good. Then you got to log in and everything. Um, it's super professional. It's got everything A to Z. Uh, working on it pretty hard. We're making it all professional. We're getting all the cool graphics and stuff. It's going to cost me a fortune to make this thing. But uh, the cool part about it, it's going to be free for you guys and it's going to be free for life. So uh, pretty exciting and uh, I'm, I'm pumped up for it. So let me go know if that's something you guys would like. Uh, I, I have, I think, up to date over 500 videos on the Zakin YouTube channel and the Flip of the Rick YouTube channel combined. So it's kind of hard for everyone to watch all of it together. So I'll just make a free course. And then whenever time someone on Facebook says who's got a good course, just put the free one in there and then uh, the gurus don't get any money. So that, that'd be pretty fun. I think that's pretty cool. So uh, first off, we got here. What did I do got your business? We got Paul. Paul, what's up? Can you hear me? Hey, hey Zach, can you hear me? Doing great, man. How are you? Hey, I'm doing awesome, man. Hey, I appreciate uh -huh. uh, all the knowledge all the golden nuggets. I, uh, yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you, um, I'm currently cold calling. Um, right now I have about three months saved up to cold call. Do you think that's a good idea? Three months. So three months for, uh, for just what? strictly cold calling. Like in money and skip tracing. I yeah. Okay. I, I Okay. So with cold calling, you don't have to pay any money to get going. So you don't have to save money for it. Uh, if you want to dedicate three months to cold calling, I think no, I, have, I have. Yeah. No, I have saved up. For okay. Three months. Okay. 
So how much time uh, would you dedicate to cold calling? Yeah, um, right now I'm, I, I can do it full time. Okay, perfect. I mean, it's a pretty easy blueprint. I got I'm I mean, not working. That... I'm single. I'm okay. in the... Uh, I'm in the Ohio market. I'm in I'm in Akron. Oh wow, great market. Um, okay. Yeah. So just looking um, to put a game plan together. Yeah. So my recommendation for you right now is, I probably would just. Hmm. How much money do you have saved up for cold calling though? Um, probably like 500 bucks a month for three yeah. months. Okay. Yeah. Perfect, man. Um, so I would do the method that I kind of did starting out cold calling, which is tried and true. People still do it today is I would take Monday through Friday, two to 7 PM. And I would literally cold call all the high equity leads, all the niche lists, all the code violations, every single type of really motivated seller list and cold call from two to 7 PM. And then spend the time before that the next day on following up with those leads. Uh, really depends on the money. 500 is a little tight for skip tracing, which is fine, uh, which means we'll just do more motivated seller leads and do more true people search. And then from there, I mean, you just got to get smiling and dialing. That's really it. So uh, that'd be my plan. I would pull all the probates. I would pull all the pre-probates if you can, all the water shutoffs, code violations, divorce lists, tax delinquencies, all the lien lists credit card debt lists, everything you possibly can. Uh, Pre-foreclosure is going to be huge in the next three months. Uh, there's a huge tsunami coming. We're going to talk about that a little uh, later this week on it, but there's a huge wave of pre-foreclosures. Uh, so it's going to be amazing, man. So uh, that's what I would do. Go to truepeoplesearch.com, skip trace it for free, and just start cold calling. Um, you can invest okay. in a dialer if you have enough leads. It uh, just depends on how many you have. But I... Uh, the best time to cold call was yesterday. So get going, man. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, th that's probably what I'd recommend. I mean, do you have a car? Yes. Okay. I would probably from yeah, I have a car. 12 to two drive for dollars also while you're at it, while the sun's out or in the morning. And uh, I would probably use that extra money you have saved up for driving for dollars for just gas money. You don't really need a lot of money for cold calling. Uh, and I would add driving for dollars on there two hours a day. I would do that seven days a week though. And then start cold calling that list also. And then dedicate okay, awesome. all your time to skip tracing it. How many deals? And I... Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. How many, how many deals do you think that would be a month? You're in Akron, many, so uh, the average deal. Yeah, how many deals a month? You think maybe one or two? Okay, so you're in Akron, so deal a deal for is me is like thirty grand. Be ten k. Yeah, so you're probably five <laughs> to ten because yeah. Akron's a little rougher. Obviously, you go to the rougher edges of Akron. You're just going to have all these trying for dollars leads. So it's probably good to be at the forty to eighty k range. I'm thinking. I don't know Akron too well, but I know in those like rural Ohio blue collar places, uh, probably keep it there. And mm, I could say one to two deals easily, five to ten k each. If you if you actually do exactly what I say, like you do it 
there shouldn't be an issue doing one to two deals. It might take you a couple months just to get consistent at it. But if you drive for dollars 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. and then cold call from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m., I do the cold calling five days a week, driving for dollars seven days a week, and you skip trace all those phone numbers and you cold call them, or even do a triple line dialer if you got extra money, you should not have an issue. Awesome. Thanks, yeah, bro. Man. I appreciate yeah, it. That's my recommendation. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Uh, any other questions, concerns, uh, anything else I can do to help you out in your wholesaling business? Um, no, I, I'll just get started um, and then scale from there. Boom. That's it. Appreciate it, Paul. Thanks. Have a good day. Thanks. Have a great one. Boom. We got the first one on there. So uh, that's exactly what I do. Like if I was in his role there, trying for dollars and cold calling is absolutely amazing. Now everyone's like, Zach, you're a broken record. Cold calling. Like I, I am constantly talking about how much I love cold calling and how much trying for dollars is so impactful in wholesaling real estate. So I'm always going to sound like a broken record saying it, but for most people got a $500 budget, that's exactly what I would do. There's probably nothing else I would do. Uh, so that's probably what I would do. So uh, if I was in his shoes, that's exactly how I would run his wholesaling business. On top of that, for him, I would be training. I'd be watching as much acquisitions content as I can on YouTube, all the free stuff. Eventually, when I get the wholesaling course, there'll be acquisitions trainings everywhere on there. That'd be pretty fun and cool. Uh, we'll work on that one too. But I'll do all the acquisition stuff. Again, that course would be free just so everyone doesn't think I'm, oh, I'm selling a course. No, I'm not selling a course. Um, We'll be doing that, but I honestly, honestly, just go to YouTube, find all the acquisition stuff. Our stuff's killer. It's what we use in our business, and that's probably what I'd recommend. So let's see here. Hello. Hello, Zach. Hey, how's it going? Good, bro. How are you? Dude, I'm amazing, man. How can I help you out? Awesome, man. Um, yeah, so um, got a couple of questions, actually. Um, so I'm cold calling right now for the uh the charlotte market i'm doing uh an owner absentee list we have about two thousand leads uh all skip trace ready to go so um do you think that i'm heading in the right direction any tweaks you would do or any other list you recommend where do you live i live in raleigh okay i think i've talked to you before i have why yeah. aren't you doing I'm raleigh um, I'm going to do Raleigh, but most of okay. yeah, I have a lot of, I have some, I have a small cash buyer list in Charlotte. So that's probably, I think it'd be easier to disposition one in Charlotte first before I do Raleigh. Okay. I think they're both be pretty easy, but, uh, again, are you following the advice I gave of doing 50% in Raleigh, 50% in Charlotte of time? Uh, you mean in terms of cold calling? Yes. Hello, Zach, you there? Yeah, I'm right here. Yeah, sorry, man. My phone cut out. No worries. Um, yeah, so um, I, I have a list in Raleigh and I have a list in Charlotte. Right now I'm doing the Charlotte list. So yeah, I have, I'm ready to go. I have 2,000, about 2,000 leads in both areas. And I even have a list in Fayetteville as well. Perfect. Okay, so are you going to be driving for dollars in this in Charlotte? No, I'm not. I okay. used to. I pulled my list from PropStream. What list? Uh, owner absentee. 
I also have uh, 2.8 thousand leads of probates, pre-probates from there as well. Okay. So 2,800 leads for pre-probates? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The pre-probates are only good if you skip trace it with a credit bureau data. So just keep that in mind. So the absence would be really good. So it just depends on your budget. You can either true people search it or you know pay for skip tracing. Uh, you make that decision. They're, but from yeah. there out... They've already been skipped. Go ahead. Yeah, they've been, they've all been oh, skipped. Perfect. Traced. Yeah. How many leads you got? Yeah, as I said, uh, 2,000, 2,000, 2,000, about 6,000 leads. Okay. Yeah, dude. Get a dialer, triple line dialer, Mojo, Zach Dialer, uh, Zen Call, whatever one you want. Start cold calling, man. So you would say I'm on my way, right? I'm... You're on the right way, man. I would be driving for dollars in Raleigh, though, dude. Like, you can't all cold right. call eight hours a day. You will go insane. Um, yeah. So what I, I would do is maybe you cold call, maybe do one and then break it up in an hour. Maybe from four to five, you'll drive for dollars just so you don't go cuckoo. Uh, I had such a chip on my shoulder. I just kept going all the time, but I would probably be doing that. And then cold calling, drawing for dollars list also sprinkled that on top. And I think you should be do, you should probably do good. And the only thing that's going to stop you is if you're just really bad at cold calling on the beginning. So uh, the one thing I want to ask you, if you don't mind, I want to quiz you a little just to see if I can help you out with your cold calling is uh, what would you do if I say yes and you ask if I'm interested in some of my house? I say yes. What's your, what's your plan after that? Uh, I'm sorry, man. You, you kind of cut out there. Uh, uh, no yes to what? What's your plan if someone says yes when you're cold calling them? Well, I probably gauge um, their motivation, their time frame, how soon they want to sell, their, you know, why they want to sell. And then I want to learn more about the property they have. And then after that, I'd move into to see uh, what kind of offer they have in mind. And then I'd uh, probably already have three comps I already have um, on hand. That way I can start, you know, moving the call in the right direction. And um, yeah, that's probably what it would be. Perfect. You're on your right, right way, man. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Um, Thank you. Of course. Have a good day. Thanks, man. Is there anything else I can do to help you out? Yeah, actually, one last question. Uh, in terms Dude, of the- ask um, all the questions, man. Seriously. Do not be afraid to ask your questions. Thank you so much. Uh, can you still hear me? Dude, I can hear you loud and clear. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, bro. So I'm wondering about the uh, disposition side. Um. No, actually, more more the uh, um, one second. Yeah, sorry, man. Um, so my I have a kind of like a question about the the, the due diligence thing. So when I'm locking up a property local to me, that shouldn't be a problem. I can just walk it myself. But if I get a lead from Charlotte, um, and I want to lock it up, how does the the boots on the ground thing work? Because I'm not going to be there, and that's a long drive for me. So what do I what, what do I do? Two hours. Yeah, yeah, a couple of hours. Yeah, it's probably not good. Uh, let me think here. So there's a couple of things you can do. You could drive up there for two hours and have like eight appointments lined up for the day. That's okay. probably worth it. That's probably the only reason I would, you would drive that long. So think about that. I would have, I would probably just go on the Charlotte like jobs Facebook group yeah. and pay about 30 bucks for someone with their iPhone. Make sure I'm not biased for Android and iPhone, but iPhones <laughs> usually have higher quality cameras and they're just more reliable. 
If you if you hire someone with an Android phone, you're gonna get screwed. Um, make sure someone has an iPhone. Takes 40 pictures of the property inside and out, and you upload it on a Dropbox. That would be the boots on the ground. I would get the property locked up first. I would request a Zoom or pictures from the seller on the property. Not the biggest deal in the world. I'd rather you get it locked up and change the price than not get it locked up and have another wholesaler go there and destroy you on the deal. So for virtual wholesaling here, get the property locked up first. Try to get a general consensus of what the inside is. Okay. And then get a boots on the ground after. That's what probably what I'd say. Brilliant, brilliant. And I'd have the seller install a lockbox, correct? They Okay, so if they own the property and they live in it, they're not going to give you a lockbox. They're not going to have a lockbox there. Okay, yeah. They're not going to let you have it. Right. Then you're just going to have to meet them at the house. So if it's a vacant property, you would use that person you just paid 30 bucks for an hour of their time to go. You'll probably give them mm, probably 50 bucks. They'll spend 20 on a lockbox and 30 extra bucks to just put the lockbox and the key in there and pick gotcha. up the key. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, in and out, 60 bucks should be good. Gotcha. So the boots on the ground would install the lockbox for me. Yeah, they'll probably meet the seller who has the key there and they'll do it all. They'd be your quote unquote partner. And that right. person has to be kind of comp- competent. Like, I, of course, you have an 18 year old kid, but if you give like a 30 year old that's like 60 bucks for an hour of my time, perfect. I'll do it. And just make cool. sure they're not a wholesaler. Yeah. I, I yeah. never want them to be wholesalers. <laughs> and they, they don't even know the opportunity they have. They're trying to screw you on the deal. And I'd rather you have the property locked up because once you're locked up, it's hard to get screwed on the deal. Okay. Uh, so you're good to go, man. That, that would be my dispo process there. And then for building a cash buyers list, I'd be in the North Carolina uh, Wholesalers Real Estate Investors Association and just start gaining your emails from there and start email blasting those people. Uh, you Do you have the video of me on how to add 250 cash buyers a day? Lost like 10 Facebook? times. I'm in, all, I'm in all the groups, man. I'm ready to go. Do it. That's it, man. Email blast it. And also spend your 50 messages on Facebook a day. Five, we keep five of them for networking with wholesalers, but do 45 at least on messaging those people too. Don't email them, message them on Facebook. Gotcha. The cash buyers that say they're cash buyers because that's an extra marketing you can do. Most definitely. Because honestly, you only can get 10% of your emails even opened. Yeah. But if you true. message someone, you're, you're probably 90%. So that's what I do. Get their phone numbers and add them to your cash buyers list. Make sure they're vetted. Make sure you got proof of funds from a natural bank. It should be easy for the dispo, man. Start your empire. Great, great. And uh, one last question. I'm so sorry, man. I know I have a bank of questions. Dude, dude, I have this whole, I have the whole day for this, man. I can do a five-hour live. I don't care. I'm here to help the people out. Dude, do you know how much I needed someone like me when I started out? Like if I could go on a live and someone just for free, give me a one-on-one, I would have, I would be so much farther ahead than I am at now. So it's my duty to do it, man. Dude. God bless you, bro. Like you have no ideas how many times I've been scammed with these groups. Pay a thousand, pay me mentorships, all that stuff, man. Like, yeah. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. You get what you pay for. Most definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. Um, good, man. But um, okay. Anything else I can do to help? Yeah, yeah. One last thing. Uh, when I'm wholesaling the land, um, because I've had a couple of opportunities in that sector. Uh, about let's say I have two acres of land. 
in Charlotte. How does that look? What does a comp process look like? How do I make an offer? How do I do all that? Yeah, we got plenty of videos for you to like get more in depth with it. But I, I do strictly reverse engineering on those deals, which means I will literally just ask my buyer how much they'll pay for that property that I'm very trusted, usually a builder. Hey, Zach, I'm going to pay you 40K an acre. Probably, I don't know, Charlotte, the land, but roughly I'll probably get 15, 20K an acre where I'm at Palm Beach. So, and that's kind of out West. So I know 20K an acre. And if it's two acres, it'll probably be worth a little less. If it's like a lot that's ready to be built, it'd be good. It depends how it's zoned also. Make sure you check the property appraisal on that one. But most of the time, it, they're all like quarter acre lots. Hey, you know, 15K an acre is what my cash buyer is going to pay for it. I lock it up for 10. I make five. Some people make a killing off of land. I make five, 10 in and out really easy. Yeah. That's kind of what I do. So, so I, can, I have some space for the assignment fee, right? I can maybe put 20, 25 in the assignment fee. Is that possible? About 25,000? Yeah, for, for, for land? If you do it right. Okay. If yeah. you do it right, yeah. The big, the big land deals are not really in Florida or North Carolina. They're most, mostly in Texas with like oil rights and stuff like that. But I've seen people in Florida make 50K on land deals, especially in like Miami, like where you get really good on a, something creative. Yeah. But for me, it's 10, 15K most. So brilliant. Brilliant. Say. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, dude, thank you so much. That'll be all for now. And uh, I will be coming back soon with more questions, hopefully. <laughs> all right, man. Hopefully, uh, help you out more. Appreciate most it. Most definitely. Thank, thank you, brother. You. Have a good day. Thanks. Boom. I'm telling you guys, you get what you pay for. That man did not pay me $1 for this info. So yeah, I, I, I try to give as much info as I, as possibly I can. I'm telling you, if I had someone like this, who was a seven figure wholesaler, just giving me advice like this, literally go like pop up a video and literally will tell me exactly what I need to do in my business. <sighs> tell me, I, like I would be so, so much farther along than I am now, which I think I grew pretty fast. I, I think four years, I think it was pretty good, but I does for me and I have a pretty good perspective on my stuff, but I just, uh, my goodness, I wish. Hello. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. What's up? How you doing? Doing a, doing great, man. How are you? I'm good. Oh, uh, well, I did have a few things that I did want to talk to you about. Let's right. do it, man. Okay. The uh, first thing I want to talk to you about is me and my partner. And uh, the first thing I want to ask well, is like, how should we pay ourselves? Because how we do it is we don't have a problem getting deals. It's just when we get the money, like we'll take care of all the bills and then we'll split it between both of us. We'll be like, I don't know if that's like a good way to do it or, or how should we. That's the first thing. Yeah. It's to pay. Like us getting deals is not a problem. We're just now we're on. We're, we're trying to grow. But we don't know. We like we don't know how to start growing because like, we can get deals like we got three deals. We're closing on this week. So getting deals is not a problem. It's just now making it into a business instead of hustling every day to get a deal. If that makes sense. Dude, 
I, I 100% get where you're at coming up from here. What I, is it, uh, Jonte? Yes. Jonte, right, what market are you in? Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, okay. So I think I've talked to you before. So, yeah, um, a few times. Okay. So you're already getting deals. So you and your partner, I mean, there's, I don't know how your partnership's done, but most partnerships is 50 50, right? That's how it is. 50 50. Okay. I mean, that's what you'd split it. So you're in Kentucky. So I'm thinking about the laws there. Do you have, I'm not, okay. First of all, I'm not a lawyer, CPA, tax advice, financial guy, but I can give you what I would do. Um, that's my little loophole. So do you have an LLC or a corporation? Yes. With this business? Okay. Yes. What is it? Two brothers KY. Is it a S Corp, C Corp, LLC? LLC which one? It's an LLC. Okay. And the money's in a bank account with the LLC, correct? Correct. Okay, you got your EIN number, everything's all good with it? Yes. Perfect. Awesome. So you should be fine there. I mean, literally just distribute. Uh, literally, since an LLC, who own? again, I have to ask this because sometimes a corporation can own an LLC. So I'm just trying to like get everything I can to help you guys out. You two both personally own the LLC together, right? Yes, correct. All right, cool. Sometimes corporations own LLCs. I just make it sure. Okay, so... Yeah, just, I mean, at the end of the year, split it 50-50. And then, you know, you get half, you get half. Obviously, you want to reinvest some of it in the business. But again, you probably have bills you got to pay. So I'd probably do that. Um, I'm not going to ask you because this is personal information. So I'm just going to give you general advice here. Once, if you are over 100K, under 100 and under, two, under 200K and above 100K, uh, you guys should consider getting an S corporation or an accountant. That'll save you some taxes. Okay. An S corporation, you can actually write off 20% under 157,000, 300,000 if you are married. Again, I'm not a lawyer. So just quote unquote what I would do. Um, so if you guys are under that 300K, which you split in half, 150, 150, I would consider getting an S corp. Uh, obviously for the LLC, make sure you write all your deductions off. But over 500 to 600k probably around 700 600k i would consider getting a c corporation uh i don't i'm not i'm not asking how much you're making but this is just general advice for everyone if you're making over 700k especially in the millions kind of like where we're at with profit a c corporation is the only way really to go i'm only paying 21 percent taxes flat after my expenses depreciation buying properties all that fun jazz 21 Biden administration is probably going to pump it up 25, 26%. He's trying 28. I don't know if that's going to pass. Eventually, if there's a, whatever political landscape, it might get back to 35%. Still, uh, over 700K right now in this political climate. If no laws get changed, 700K get a C corporation. Uh, then you guys will both own the corporation to split it with each other. But right now with an LLC, uh, just split it and make sure you're reinvesting your profits enough. I mean, what's your marketing channels looking like right now? Well, what we because it's just us two. Um, he does the texting, I do the calling. But like I said, like okay, like and we do business signs. But like I said, like getting deals is not a problem. We just we need like a blueprint or like a something like, hey, start right here to start your building your business. Like, 
Like we thinking about getting yeah. some DAs. Oh, perfect. Yeah, scale, dude. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that's exactly. Okay, perfect, man. So you're not having a problem getting deals, which is good. Are you having a problem managing the leads? Yes, man. Yes, managing the leads. Like a, a thing of ours, we got so many follow up calls that we don't need. I know <laughs> we've missed multiple deals out on them because we got so many follow ups that when we do follow up, oh, we already sold it. And I'll be like, hey, how much did you sell it for? They're like, oh, we sold it for twenty five thousand, but the house can be worth seventy thousand or something like that. Okay. Perfect. Okay, so are you using Podio? Yes. What I want you to do is this is how you don't miss any follow-ups. I do this for my acquisitions people. Make sure every lead has a task on it. Everyone has to have a task. Okay. Unless the person has died or it's sold, it needs a task. And then make sure on your activity on Podio. Uh, I, I can help you with this as long as you want today on it, but on activity... There should be tasks should be on there. Do you use tasks at all in Podio? No, I, I watched your video with the Podio. Yeah, so that, that's an issue. Uh, so I'll, I'll probably do a new one on there. But what you want to do is when you go to the leads, there should be a create a task by that lead. So if your partner wants to pull it up while I'm talking to you, hopefully I can help you out with it. But on the leads, there should be a create a task when you like pop up a random lead on Podio. And what I want you to do is create a task that says, hey, Follow up with Susie in one week. And then okay. it should be on your tasks. And then the date should be on there. You should get a reminder. If you do it right, you get an e email notification too. So I have like, if you go to my podio, there's like 250 tasks just for this week. Like it's crazy. Um, and then you, you click the checklist and the task is done. It's deleted. So you never miss a follow-up. I have tasks that's like, hey, follow, call this guy in four months. When someone at, when someone tells me, Zach, can you call me back in six months? Because then I'm looking to sell. I have a task for three months to call them. Cut that in half, call them. So creating a task, you will not have a problem with that. That's the first thing. That's what the, You're losing money already not doing that. So number one thing I would tell you to do is just do that. Create tasks for your follow-ups. Uh, do you guys see it in your podio right now, how you can do that? Say it again. Uh, if you can pop up your leads in your podio and just check, yeah. make sure you guys have that. It should say create yeah, task on like the bottom. Right and then just create a fake task and then go to all your leads and do that. Your organization should be a lot simpler and easier easier to do. Okay. So that's number one. Okay. Yeah. So while I'm talking to you, you're talking about scaling. Your first hire should always be for marketing. So you're doing texting right now, which is great. It's probably sucking up a lot of time. Yeah, because he's Are texting. you guys doing cold calling? Yes, I'm doing the call and he's doing the texting because it's just us two. Okay. Be honest with me. Uh, where's most of the deals coming from, the texting or the calling? It, it's the texting. Oh, it's the texting. Perfect. And I'm going to ask you a simple question, but through the person texting – what is the most time-consuming thing to do when you're texting? What you What do you mean by that? Like, like is it sifting through the texting or, or talking to people through text? Like, what's what's the main bottleneck? Like, like is it like going through nose all like for an hour? Is that like sucking up all your time? Like, what's like, or 
what's you the talk about main like issue organizing it like yes it's yeah it's more so organizing going through the nose and then you got these people that'll sit here and say an outrageous price and then when, when you finally get to the person that's saying yeah it's like okay let me hurry up and go in there and figure out what's going on what what's going on how much he actually wants and what can i get it for if i can get it for a good deal okay how many time how many hours a day do you think you're working on that texting well well he texts eight hours and i call eight hours jesus christ okay that's a lot of texting so but that's the thing since i'm sorry to cut you off since they did that thousand mm-hmm. since they did that little thousand thing the little thousand limit will knock that out in like 20 minutes okay so how are you texting eight hours a day are you just having multiple right. accounts yes we have multiple accounts but that before they did the little they stopped the little they banned it or whatever they did the little thousand limit we was texting was blasting out thousands of texts a day dude do you realize how big of an opportunity that is for you most wholesalers will be like okay i only have a thousand in louisville louisville sorry oh no i'm done i'm only gonna do a thousand a day you took the initiative got multiple accounts now you have an advantage over the average wholesaler in your market well it's actually an opportunity okay but that's the thing should about the thousand instead of having multiple accounts do you think it'll be a bad thing if i was to switch to like lead sherpa or roar and get okay what i would probably consider is don't cut like don't bite the hand that's feeding you right now i'm I'm not saying that just to keep batch what i want you to do is test both of them if lead sherpa is doing really well you can cut batch off and there's do a lead sherpa but like don't stop the the marketing leads right now put put some leads into lead sherpa and if sherpa's working really well then you can cut batch off that's what i do with most things i do is i keep what's working really well and then test something out until the thing until that's doing better and then i'll cut the other thing off did that with cold calling you know i i was considering doing the one dialer and the other dialer i kept zen call I kept the other dialer, the new one, and seeing if it was consistently working. And then I cut the other one off. I didn't want to cut the marketing off. So start testing them all. Uh, you're talking about scaling. So the number one thing, uh, what's your partner's name? Kyrie's. Kyrie's? Yes. All right, Kyrie's. So your time is not best spent going through nose. It's actually talking to people that are vaguely interested and just mm-hmm. sifting through it so you get high quality stuff. The number one hire you should probably do now is hire a VA whose mm. only job is to go through notes. All they have to do is just go through the notes. If it's a yes or anything vague, it goes to you. And then your time, you won't have to deal with 6,000 replies. You only have to deal with 250. That'll free up a lot of time and they'll get paid five bucks an hour. Uh, that should help free up some more time for you to do follow-ups, which I'm telling you, you spend more time doing follow-ups, you will make so much more money. It will pay for the VA. The one deal you get from a follow-up will pay for the VA for the next three years. And think of all the time you saved. So who would, would he still send the text messages out or no? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you guys have figured something out in your market. The only thing they're going to do is stuff that won't ruin your business. So then just going through the nose or reading the noses or just putting the nose in the non-interested won't screw up a deal. Them trying to talk to the yeses and screwing that up, that'll screw up the deal. So right. 
low low level stuff, start crawling. And then from there, what I'd probably have you start doing is you have a lot more free time is I personally would get, uh, I would get a cold caller, VA cold caller. And what I would do with them is I would have them cold call lists that you're already not cold calling. So it's not affecting your marketing at all. And if they start proving they can put leads in, then have them start cold calling for you. Now, remember this, Jonte, they're going to be 70% of you. Okay. So that means if you're getting 10, 10 leads a day, they're only going to get seven. But if they're, if they're cold calling, twi- if you have two VAs, then they're going to get 14 leads versus your 10. So right. you got to look at it like that. Um, then I'd get the cold callers going and then we'll pr- start moving you or Kyrie's into uh, acquisitions full time. Start pumping up the VAs, pumping up the marketing. You guys make more money. It'll be great. And then eventually, what you should guys be doing is find someone who who does the acquisitions, and then they'll be in house, and then they'll do the acquisitions for you. You guys be working on the dispo and the overall team. Then find a dispo person, and then boom, your hands off making uh, millions of dollars. That's that's honestly the goal. That is how you scale it up. That's how I did my business, and that's probably what I'd recommend. Okay, so let me. Okay, let me repeat. Okay, so you said get a a VA for texting. So Kyrie's is going to yes. send the, the text messages out and the VA's job is to go through all the no's. Like everybody like say, stop, no, quit. They're putting them. Well, they're put, he's basically clicking not interested or something like that. Correct. Yes. They'll, they're technically going through all the text for you. And if it's not a no or an F you, it goes to Kyrie's. Okay. So with the VA, that, that will uh, cut 90% of the text off. Okay. So then you said get a cold caller VA, and the VA is just going to cold call list that I'm not calling, correct? Yes, yes. You don't want to mess up your marketing leads right now. Okay. So should should I still be cold calling with the VA too? Like the VA caller and I'm calling yes. or no? Yep. Okay. Start cold calling with them. The first week actually for the VA, I talked about this kind of in my scaling video I did. They should just be – they shouldn't be cold calling. They should just be – excuse me, mirroring you, seeing what you're doing. Yes, they should see you cold calling and they'll understand that. And then what I want you to do is record that Zoom. uh, So you just have, so for the next VA, you don't have to do that uh, because you might be done cold calling by then. And then with Kyrie's, I want you to text with, start texting with the VA. Eventually they put eight hours, they, you start texting with them for a week, they, they'll get a pretty good uh, idea of what to know F you and what they should bring to you. Um, then from there, it's simple. With the VA though, remember, the pitch has to be simple because they have slight accents. Are they the owner and are they interested? If if it's anything, it goes straight into the podio for you to call because you guys are way better than them. Right. Don't, don't qualify. Hey, someone from the team is going to call you. That's okay. So that's cold calling. Okay, so when they you know call, that, man. They say, and the so when they call and the owner says hello, they should just say, "Hey, this is Wutu. I was calling about a property. Are you interested in selling?" What we do is, "Hey, are you the owner of One Two Three Main Street?" Yes, I am. Gets their attention. Are you interested in selling it? Maybe. Okay, well, we'll have some other team call you. All you, dude. All you, dude. You know cold calling. Just getting right. the yes is the hardest part. That's the hardest part. 
So okay. if you could just get yeses in your podio, you can clean up. That's it. Okay. That's the goal. All right. And um, well, I said we're on the podio now. So what was you? You said that. Yeah, task- go to leads, leads, and it should be under tasks. One second. Yeah, no worries. But that kind of system, well, it it helps you so much. Okay. Okay, so do we click add leads or do we just click a lead? Or? Um, no, go to a regular lead. And then on the bottom, it should be ta- tasks, right by tags and files. Oh, okay. Add it, create a task. Just say, hey, follow up with Susie about whatever on this date. Make sure you get a reminder on there. Add your email, who's in charge of the lead. And then on your activity, it should be, hey, there's a task here for tomorrow. Go call Susie. Oh, okay. Dude, you will not have a problem with your follow-ups. I don't know how you're not, how you survived doing that before, but like I... I could, we couldn't do it without doing that. Cause I, I can't memorize. I have a really good memory, but I can't memorize 500 leads like that. And our last question, do you know anything about Springfield and Boston, Massachusetts? The market? Not at all, man. Okay. All right. So that was about all. You anything else to ask? We really appreciate you. You answered. Oh, yeah, man. We appreciate you. That's it, man. Keep it up, dude. That's all I can say, man. You're, you're doing great. Once you scale those systems up, man, it is it is a life changer once you do it. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. It, it, it's a life changer. You'll make more money doing this and working less. Okay. It's amazing. So that's what I'd say. Record your stuff when you're training the VA so you don't have to like do it again. It kind of sucks the first time, but... We have a whole little training module for all of our VAs. It's perfect. Do you guys charge for it? You guys want to sell it to us, dude? We don't. We don't sell anything, man. I'm sorry. I don't like. I'll give it for free. Um, it's for my personal market, uh, so we, we can't really do that. Like, like I have live sellers, like it, like the whole sellers call recorded of me closing a deal like two years ago. I can't release that on YouTube to tens of thousands of people, but. I can do a little VA training for people. A lot of people just show my YouTube videos, but uh, I'll go through some stuff and see what I can do. But a lot of the cold calling videos they do are really good, but nothing's better than the way you do it. So what you're doing now, don't All change right. it. Just add, add to it. All righty. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Appreciate you guys. Have a blessed one. Thank, Thank you. you. Boom. All right. Love helping people out. Always pumps me up. So help people scaling up. That's what it's all about. Let's see some uh, comments we got here. Let's see. All right. We got a lot of comments here. So I'll I'll talk. Uh, I'll pull this up a little later. Um, we'll get to the comments after. But we got some still people that need my help. Hello. Hey, Zach. What's up, Eli? How are you? I'm good. How about you? Dude, I'm amazing, man. Every day above okay. ground's 
Amazing blessed day. Of course, of course. Um, I think you said in the previous uh, live, if you have air in your lungs, you're doing great. That's it, man. Uh, so it's all about. Yeah, so, um, so I'm pretty new to this. Um, actually, I've been um, looking into it since December of uh, last year. So December 2020. Um, I have a partner. He is on and off. He has a uh, nine to five job. I'm in school right now. I'm actually um, headed for, uh, I think, um, my last year at VCU um, in Richmond, Virginia. Um, we don't have a deal yet. Um, we had a uh, property under contract, but um, the sellers were just uh, unwilling to go any lower. And uh, at this point, we just left it alone uh, because they're being a, a little. It's a little frustrating dealing with them. And um, I mean, I mean, what we need help with is uh, just getting deals right now. I mean, that one deal, that first deal, um, will definitely slingshot us. Okay. So how many deals have you done before? None. None. And what's your marketing? Yep. Um, so all over Virginia. So I live in Alexandria, Virginia. I know you said that is a saturated area. Um, I'm going to Richmond, so I'll be in Richmond in a month. Um, but as for the marketing area, just all over Virginia. Okay. Are you... Are you a freshman at VCU or a senior? I'm going in as a Hello? senior. So, uh, so my bad. Okay, I'm going in as a senior. So I have uh, three more semesters left. Perfect. What I would do is I, I would drive for dollars when I'm in Richmond. When when mid August, right, is when your school starts again. Um, yeah. So I'll be I'll be there. Okay. I mean, it kind of works perfectly. I'll be there. Okay. Yeah. I would cold call right now in Richmond. I stick to Richmond since that's where you're going to be for a little bit. Yeah. But I, I would cold call Got and, you. and try for dollars, obviously. But Got you. yeah, that, that's probably what I do. Okay. I would consider J there's a lot of actually wholesalers in Richmond. I know there's some, there's some top guys that watch my stuff that are really some seven figure people. And they're upset every time I say something good about Richmond because it's kind of like a little secret. But uh, it's a great market, man. There's plenty of wholesalers there that are actually nice, kind of shocker. Uh, gotcha. Start JVing with some people too, and you should be good, man. Get your first deal, dude. You cannot go wrong trying for dollars on Richmond. Got you. Got that. All right, man. Thanks so much for your time. Perfect. Thank you, Eli. Have a yep. blessed one. Have a nice day. You too. Perfect. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, let's get this party started. Let's get, let's keep it going. Uh, Kara, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. How can I help you out in your wholesaling business? Um, so I was looking up the um code enforcement liens, and I got some good lists. But for some reason, when I call them, um, I know this will happen a lot. Like maybe it's a new owner, and the past owner was the one that put the lien on. But I come into the problem where a lot of them are like, "Well, I bought a um, or I did a, a warranty deed." So they're thinking they bought it free and clear, and then they didn't know anything about the uh, code enforcement lien. And I was wondering if you, if that ever happened to you when you called people about them. Can you re repeat the question one more time? So I'm like, yeah, repeat so it one more time. There's people, that, there's people where I'm calling them where it's a new owner, and it was the past owner that put a code enforcement lien on the property, and they don't know why it. it would have been still on the property because they had a warranty deed. Yeah, if it's a warranty deed, the, it should have been cleared up. Usually that's not an issue. I mean, yeah. how how big of a lien is it on the house? Is it a lien or a code? 
violation? Um, it's a lien. And um, I told the lady to honestly just try to call the code enforcement themselves because she was so hung up on yeah. like, well, it was a warranty deed. I bought it free and clear. I don't know what's happening. Um, but it was from um, like seven years ago. So I know it is going to be a lot, but she didn't know exactly how much it is right now. Is it a, did the code, she's got a call. If the, did the code violation get resolved? There's a lot of questions to be answered. If it got resolved and there was a warranty deed, it, it should be fine. Are you seeing this yeah, from PropStream? Yeah, it never or came to... Hello? Sorry, you, you went out for a second. What did, what did you say? Did, is, did they call the code enforcement office and was it resolved? Yeah, it, it never went into compliance, but they did call the um, code enforcement office and they had to um, submit it to like a higher up person. So they haven't gotten an answer back, um, but she's still kind of working on like figuring out what, what happened. All right, do that. Ask what the title company was also. Uh, when did she close on the property? Um, it was like only four years ago. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I probably would ask the um, I'd ask the title company and then code enforcement. Code enforcement should clean it up. They're, they're pretty nice people, so they're, they're generally will help you out. So I'd have the seller call and get it resolved. It's not your problem. Okay. Yeah. No. I just um after that one, I almost wanted to hear about like how she figured it out because it kind of keeps happening. To me. Well, all this will be like, a, and then don't know anything because it's from the past owner. Yeah, usually with a warranty deed, you should be fine. It's with a qu quit claim, quit claim deed are always the messes. So, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just a bad title company, and title companies only use like one to three, one to three companies. So it should be, you should be fine, or they should be fine. Okay. And then um, my other question is, um, I know some um, people that people that instead of um, doing the ARV times, say, like 70 or 75%, whatever you do, um, minus the repairs, they'll just do ARV um, times like 60 to 65, and then they'll minus their wholesale fee. Will you ever do something like that? Nope. It's ARV. Minus repair multiplied by how much the cash buyer discount is, and then minus my fee, because that's what it actually is. There's no way it's how it boils down. People okay. are going to pay a percentage of the value of the house. That's what a cash buyer pays, and then I just take my fee off of it. You could do seventy percent; it doesn't right. really matter. I mean, it's literally it's what you get under contract for and how much you sell it for. Simple as that. Okay. I've had a deal where I was going to make 10 on it and I threw it out to cash buyers, had them give me the price first and we're making 30 on it. Okay. I, I literally, I did all my numbers wrong. You cut out there again. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, I said, what do you normally stick around like the 70%? Uh, about or you strictly 84. just look at what the uh, buyer produces? I literally look on the appointment. So for acquisitions people, okay. hey, 
The property's worth $100,000. It's got $20,000 repairs. That's $80,000. Cash buyers usually pay 84% of that. So $80,000. is what our cash buyer is going to pay for it. Let's talk. Uh, let's have a negotiation. I'll offer 40 and maybe we get locked up for 45. I said, Hey, cool. Made 22 K. That's really as simple as it uh, I, literally, if I get a contract for 65, I'm going to make the two K. So it doesn't matter. I just give a really low offer and I negotiate from there. See what sticks. Okay. All right. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Get it going. Get it going. Let's check if we got any more uh, questions on here. Okay. So nothing really crazy there. So let's go. Oh my gosh. We've got a lot of people. Jeez. All right. Awesome. Jonathan. Zach, what's up, man? What's up, man? How are you doing? Good. Good. How are you doing, bro? Doing great, man. How can I help you out? Well, I'm down here in Tampa. Um, I've got a super competitive market. Like I'm sure everyone does right now with what's going on. Um, Leads are good. Um, I've been I've been doing wholesaling since I got out of high school. So I mean, it's been a slow progress, or it's it's been good progress, I should say. Um, definitely inspired by watching you guys. Um, how often are you pulling? Real quick, how often are you pulling fresh um, calling lists and everything? Do you just recycle the same leads every day for a while? Like, what does that look like? High equity gets recycled. Really depends. Mostly every year for the high equity probates every month code violations basically every month i like to do every week uh, probates we like to do every week if we can just depends everywhere but we like to do the information as quick as we can so you could do prop stream high equity leads every single month if you wanted to it's just kind of a waste uh so mm -hmm. i mean as soon as you can the water shutoffs right when i can get them code violations right when i can get them the liens right when they pop up credit card debt list, whenever they pop up, it really depends. So typically what I do is, I mean, I've got the um, auto um, list set up in prop stream and everything with the criteria for each county. And that's kind of how I separated it. Um, are you just um, checking the ad date and everything and then skip tracing the new leads that are added on that weekly, monthly basis? Or how are you, um, how are you differentiating between the new ones and the old ones in prop stream? I mean, I don't manage all my data on PropStream. So I kind of have an internal one and then I'll have a master list and then add the master list on top of it. So that's kind of what I would do. Gotcha. Like, okay. I mean, just, hey, you go through all the high equity ones and then through all the new ones and then all this. But if it's a new one, I'll start the new ones off on the top and then go, go through the regular ones. Gotcha. So I have a bunch of high equity ones and then really niche, 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 niche stuff. I'll get through that. And with a triple line dialer, you get that done in two hours. So that's it. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm just trying to avoid having to repay for the same data twice and having it skip trace and everything just because I usually do it as a big, big file. 
Um, so I'm using, I'm using call tools right now. I'm moving from Mojo to call tools, which I mean, it's, it's a much more advanced system just because I, I need to do even more than a three line. I got a VA working eight hours a day and the leads are sparse. So it's, um, and do you, when do you guys decide to go to with direct mail or do you mail them and call them? I would recommend you start getting direct mail once your leads are pop, like you're doing very well. I, I would not be doing that if you're making less than 10 K a month in profit so once you start getting in the hey making 40 40k 30k just with sms and cold calling i would incorporate big direct mail in there i don't prefer direct mail unless you go big and that's what we've seen i've done really small mailers really niched out and it never works it's the big stuff that always does the best roi for us kind of weird but yeah interesting yeah i pulled a um yeah, we can chat later. I know you got other people that are that are that are on Dude, this, and I want to check out some. Other... I'm here for as long as you want, man. Cool, man. I appreciate it. Um, I might check out some of your other videos too, just to kind of have a more realistic idea of what to expect from uh, from cold calling and everything. Um, I've been doing it for a while. Had some really good leads. Um, again, I don't want to get in the mindset that there aren't any leads out there because now the the market's hot. It's always been that way. You know what I mean? So. Um, what do you guys use to track KPIs? Do you just use the internal system on the callers that system that you're using, or how do you how do you determine um, good lists, bad lists, things like that? Google Sheets is where I live for my data, so I'll export the data from. For you, would be Call Tools. For me, on the ZachDialer.com, I would just be exporting that information. But really, the most important information again is how much money uh, you're making in profit and how much money you're spending. That's right. what it comes. What's your ROI on the business? But you know how many calls you got to do to get a lead? How many leads does it take to get a deal? How many calls for a deal? How m- like just general stuff is what you kind of have to do, and then leads for appointment stuff like that. Average deal, it you can track it all till I mean the cows come home. But at the end of the day, is how much money you're spending and how much deals you're getting. Yeah, profit wise, for sure. So Google um, Sheets, that's what I do. Okay. That's, that's good. That's good. I'll probably maybe take a look at some of this, some of the content I know you already have out there about that. Um, yeah, it's just a matter of, I think doing it. I mean, as far as virtual assistants and everything, I, I my, my Filipino one, I just don't think is, is working out. I'm, she's been working eight hours a day for the last couple months. And again, leads have been very little. I think people hear it and then they just end up, um, hanging up immediately. Um, it's really, really hard to teach, empathy it's really hard to teach that kind of american kind of nuance you know so do you recommend american callers or is it just a numbers game and i'm being i'm being um you know sparse with the hours dialed i personally what you're probably doing wrong is you're probably not training them enough how many hours are they cold calling um six to eight hours a day typically five days a week okay and how many leads per day um maybe two or three, maybe. Um, and that's, I mean, that's early in the beginning when they first started on the list. They're just, the contact rate is so low. I'm using Mojo. They could call 1200 people and only get maybe 10, 15 contacts. And I've tried changing the numbers around. I've tried um, other things. I just can't get people on the phone. Uh, are you using a, how many dialer? Dials are you, like, is it like a triple line dialer, five line, 10 line? It was a triple line dialer for Mojo. Moving over to call tools, I'll have the option to do a 10 line dialer if I have to. Hmm. 
I think, uh, and how many phone numbers are you using? I'm I sorry, was, I'm asking a lot of questions. Is no, there so many factors in your success? Sure. Um, with with Mojo, I would switch it out every week, every couple of weeks, just to a new phone number. Um, with Call Tools, I know they're they're much more sophisticated of a system, so I haven't really dabbled in that yet. But you know, even that, um, yeah, I don't know if I just need to spend more time training. I have an American cold caller on hand who sounds much better on the phone. I might just switch over to her. And um, I already, yeah. Yeah, just split test both of them. So far, the American seems to be working better. So I may just be answering my own question. But um, my biggest thing is just I'll look at a mojo list and it says eight times this person's been called. And I'm like, man, I just want to send them mail because we used to do a lot of direct mail. I just want to go visit them. Like, uh, I'm just feel like I'm, I'm wasting money calling the same calling the same numbers with no pickup. I get it, man. I because these people get keep getting called. You're in Hillsborough County, dude. I would probably, I would find someone in Citrus County and also Pasco and then the outskirts of Hillsborough outside of Tampa. And I would have someone drive for dollars for you. Don't do American VA. I don't think it's worth the money, but I think someone doing full-time drawing for dollars for you would be worth it. Hmm. I'd consider that. I, I would put some time into doing that. And then you call close list. No one probably cold call, call that person. Probably hot leads. So I would consider adding that on too. If you're having a problem just getting people to answer it, you won't have a problem doing that. What are you paying the the, the driving for dollars people? Fifteen an hour plus a commission, so hundred bucks a deal after that. Gotcha. Pretty happy, and then I'll pay for their gas. Okay, I pay my people. Like I, I pay them. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, I feel like anyone would want to do that, especially staying in their own car. Um, I've got an American VA that'll work for ten. And then I offered her some bonuses and stuff with deals and she wants to work. So I think I may just transfer over to her on the cold call Where side. Does she and live? Um, she's, she's based in Mexico right now, but American accent. She's not American. You don't think so? She's not American. You don't have to pay her American rate. She's living in America, but obviously she she's worth more. 10 bucks is probably pretty good. Where did you find her? Um, Upwork. Yeah. So she, she's probably, mm, I do 10 and just see, I I don't think you're going to, I'd rather get someone from Mexico for six bucks an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think she's she's born raised here. I think she's just living in Mexico city or wherever for a while, but regardless, you're right. I mean, the cost of living is much lower there. Um, Okay. Now you talked about reverse driving for dollars. I I mentioned, I looked at that into that a little bit and everything. Um, would it be worth it, you think, to hire someone to do that for me? I could basically give them a list of high equity leads that I know are vacant and then route that for them and then just have them drop letters directly, knock on the door and hand deliver the cards. What do you think? Bro, that, that's a lot, dude. Um, it'd be easier just to do direct mail at that point. Um, reverse drawing for dollars is not about that. Okay. It is either two things. So you have PropStream, right? I think you said yeah. That. So you literally have the app in there. Literally go to PropStream, pull out the vacants in Hillsborough County. And I want you to do this, not someone else, because you need to learn how to train someone to do it. Because you haven't done reverse drawing for dollars before, right? No, yeah, I've never done it. So you need to spend at least a couple hours doing it so, so you understand what it's like, so you can teach someone about it. Pull up all the vacants or probably do the pre-foreclosures also. 
with high equity, all the vacants and pre-foreclosures with equity. Don't get letters, dude. Those are expensive. Sticky notes. Handwrite 100 sticky notes. Hey, this is Jonathan. Please give me a call back. Phone number. Drive to all those places. Knock on the door. If it's vacant, you already know what's going to, you already know what's up. Slap that thing on the door and leave. Pre-foreclosures, you might have to door knock a little. It's going to suck. But hey, are you the owner? Are you interested in selling the property? I buy houses. If you're not comfortable doing that, go to the car, open the windshield, put it slipping under the windshield, close it and leave. Cool. And you'll get plenty of calls. And that is way cheaper than direct mail. Yeah, I might do that. I'm not I'm not worried about it, man. I used to be <clears throat> putting out bandit signs and everything back when they worked a bit better in my area at you know, two AM and such. I kinda did that whole that whole bit too. So been in some rough areas. So I'm not I'm not scared of that. That's a good idea. I think it'll it'll help me. Um yeah, get in front of people more because I'm worried about handing that piece off. Um, of just being face to face with someone, you know, I'd rather, I, I care a lot more than anyone else would. So I'm okay doing it for now. And then maybe training someone and letting that go just to scale. Yeah. So it's about uh, acquisitions person at best would be 7% of you. So would you rather make 70% of a million dollars or 70% of $10 million? Right. I mean, a hundred percent of a million or 70% of 10 million. Sure. Sure. Um, right. Hey, right, last, you're not, you're not, a, you're not efficient, but you're still doing well, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. What do you, I mean, um, yeah, I'll probably look into hiring acquisitions manager. Would you recommend young guys, you know, 20 somethings? Would you recommend like, um, would you recommend females? What do you, what do you think? Where's a good place to find those, those people with wholesaling in general, like anything, your age, gender, race, nationality, accent, language you speak doesn't matter. Uh, it does it, like none of it matters. The thing that you got to be careful of is you do not want to hire someone that is just a dreamer, if that makes sense. Someone who is a visionary that, Hey, you got a 19 year old that literally wants to run his own business and do everything. You hire him. He's just going to take all, suck all your info and then do it himself because yep. he wants all the money and he wants to run his own business. If you have someone that like, Hey, this is Susie. She's 30. She has two kids and she just wants a stable income and she wants to work hard. They're probably not going to leave you in a year to try to do their own thing. You get a young kid that's very ambitious. It's cool. They'll do well for you for six months. Or you're going to hire a new person. Yeah. You want someone that wants a job, not to run their own business. You get a dreamer in there. You're going to get screwed. Yep. That's the one yeah. thing I can tell you right now. It is exhausting training a new acquisitions person exhausting do you have a video on training those acquisition people or any like anything you can point me towards it may just be having them in the car with me just shadowing me as we do it so it, it on most of it would be shadowing dude the the way i do it man is i run i run a very tight ship there's a lot of money on the line in my business so i need my acquisitions person be person to be as good as possible so i have the three 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 rule which is I need my acquisitions person to go watch me close three deals at least 30K or more in profit. Just shadow me. And then we have to do three appointments and three deals where they talk a little, then I talk. We both build rapport together as a tag team and we both close $30,000 deal, three $30,000 deals, so 90K. And then for three, 
not 90K, but it'll, it'll be more than that. And then mm -hmm. the last three is I shadow them and I see them close in front of me three $30,000 plus deals each. Mm -hmm. Then from there, you're good to go. Go. Yeah. That's what I do. Sometimes it takes two months to get, get to that point. But once they're at that point, I don't have to train them anymore. I obviously have to keep, keep them up with everything, but that's what I do. What are you paying them? Acquisitions guys. Percentage. Okay. At least 10 to 15%. Anything less, you're not going to last. Yeah. Do you pay a base salary? Do you do draw or is it just get your first deal? Hang out with me. Okay. That's it. Cool. Awesome. I mean, man. Those, um, those, those deals I just mentioned right there, like we run a pretty good operation, so they get paid very well, but yeah. those three deals are what? At least a hundred K like 90, but like at least a hundred, they're getting at least 10, 15 K their first month or first month and a half. So it's, it's good salary. I'm in, sure. I'm in St. Lucie County, Florida, which is not like to Hillsboro. Our salary is a lot lower here. So that's a good job. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a good job here. Um, now, how far out are you pulling? I mean, um, as far as are you just going after single family properties? Or are you doing townhomes, um, condos, apartments, everything that um, that's high equity? What, how are you um, itemizing your list? Because I can get super granular and that's what I want just because I know there's potential more in the list stacking and all that. Um, Dude, how, how broad I don't know list? Tampa to a T. But I would study the top wholesalers in Tampa, not the gurus, people you can actually see do deals. Most of those guys aren't going to sell a course or have a YouTube channel and just see what they're doing. Most of the time, it's single family properties. They'll sprinkle in some townhomes there. HOAs are always a mess in Florida, but yeah. it's mostly single family properties, man. Okay. Just high equity, single families. Just uh, brought it out from there. Okay. That's it, dude. Are you doing citrus in Pasco counties? I'm doing Pasco, Hernando, Pinellas, Hillsboro. Yeah, you're so, good there. Yeah, I'll just pull high equity and everything. I might just do a big, massive um, skip trace and everything after pulling out the new leads and stop being so um, so anal about my lists and everything. Um, cool. Yeah, I even tried. Um, pulling just the free and clear properties that I knew weren't, were not owner occupied. I built a offer for every single one of them, mailed them out with a handwritten letter with a contract. Um, got like no response, got like one call. So I, yeah, it was a lot of work. It's kind well, of, why didn't you do an ROS postcard? Say again. Why didn't you do an ROS postcard? What's that? It's literally what I do. I mail offers on postcards. Your and offers you, are probably too low. Yeah, I'm sure they were. I mean, are you pulling uh, based on market value? Or are you pulling based on appraised value? How are you getting your valuations? Dude, I spent a bunch of money making a whole calculation. Just go to offerpostcard.com. Okay. And then that's exactly what I do. But I, unless you're, it, it's that's big boy money stuff. But that's what we do. And we get a good response rate on that. But dude, reverse drawing for dollars, you're having a problem getting in contact with them. You will get a, a very high contact on that. People are very curious when you send them a sticky note with uh, say, call me on it. Almost and all the time you get it. Just my name, phone number, Dude, call me. That's it. Hey, this is Jonathan. Give me a call, please. Sweet. Sweet. It's like, Dude, if, if someone 
if someone went in your house, uh, in front of your house, stuck it on your windshield, <laughs> hey, this is, uh, hey, this is Sarah. Please give me a call. You're gonna be like, I gotta call this. This is weird. This is interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe I should put a girl. Curiosity, it's human nature. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't put a girl. That's kind of creepy. All right, yeah, um, I Sam. I hear you. Tyler, this is Tyler. You'd be like, I better call that. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I'll check out ROS postcard. Um, I'll start doing that. And I'm assuming you're going to the mailing addresses of these vacant properties with the sticky note stuff. Some are outside, but I will go to the mailing address if it's in the, in the city. If it was like in the area, then sure. Or I'll just go to the actual vacants if I had to. Okay. Awesome. Sounds good, man. Yeah. Next time we talk, I'll, I'll have done that. I'll, I'll check out your ROS postcard thing. Um, and we'll see where we're at. Hopefully I'll have some, uh, some deals from cold calling too. So I'll let you go, man. I really appreciate what you guys are doing. It's um, I've paid for All gurus. Right. I've been to a lot of the seminars and you guys are one of the best that I've seen. So keep it up. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, any right. other questions you got? Um, no, man, that's good. So for now, I'll uh, I'll get started on this. I'm sure we could chat all day about it, but I'll get started on this just so I have some uh, some action points. Boom. Let's get it going. Thank you so much. Right. Thanks, man. Take care. All right. James, what's up? What's up? You hear me? Doing great. Oh, yeah. Great. I can hear you loud and clear. Well, I'm as new as you can get in this <laughs> business. And I just found you and subscribed a couple weeks ago, I think. Um, I found the property. And it's don't beat me up on this. I don't have it under contract, but I talked to the owner. And the property is worth 165000 after it's repaired. My friend bought a house in the same neighborhood for 165 for the same size. But my property has almost two acres. Uh, I found a guy that wants to put uh, his big equipment on that land. And... Um, and I told him, well, I'll, I don't, I mean, I, I just pretended like I had that property on the contract. And I said, well, I'll, I could get it probably for 95. And the owner told me 40, that he wanted to sell it to me for 40. Uh, does the buyer have to be a cash buyer? When no, you do that. It, it can be anyone really it cash is the easiest and it's the best way to do it, but it doesn't have to be a cash buyer. Okay. So, um, cause I'm getting, um, the transactional funding and, uh, double closing is that those are two different things, right? They're totally done differently. Yeah. They're not the same thing. So, I was thinking about trying to do a transactional funding for this property if I get it under contract. Because I'm, I'm, like I said, man, this stuff scares me, but I'm still going and trying to do it. Uh, like the contract and the where does the earnest money go? Um, I mean, do where do I go to, to, to a title or? 
You see, I'm like new as new, man. Yeah, like, dude. Why? Why would you? Okay, so the, if you do transactional, the money, I don't have the that's money. That's the point, man. The, yeah, that's the point, dude. Okay, so there's two things here. So it's like me asking you, "Hey, do you want to ride a bike?" And I said, "All right, let's go ride a bike," and then we go get a Harley Davidson. Like you doing double closing will literally be like that. No training wheels. You're just going straight to the motorcycle. So let, let's, 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 let's reel it back. So obviously you need probably need to watch some more content from me, which is fine on this YouTube channel. You're in the right place, dude. The way to do it. No money is all you got to do is sell a contract and no cost. So what market are you in? Uh, Missouri. You're in Missouri. Perfect, man. So what I want you to do is go to W. Let me write it in for you while I'm talking. All right. So I want you to uh, see this on the screen here. Literally, all you got to do is go to www.flipwithrick.com slash contract. What I want you to do is have a contract signed, do a $100 deposit, then what I want you to do is find a title company. There should be a video search title company space flip with Rick. From there, I'll show you exactly how to find a, find a title company, find a wholesaling friendly title company. It should take you maybe half a day to do that. And then from there, get that, excuse me, get the contract signed, bring it to that title company. This is all recorded by the way. And then from there, I want you to find a cash buyer through Facebook got plenty of videos on how to do that. I'd probably search the Missouri Real Estate Investors Association, get a bunch of emails, message people on Facebook, have them walk through the house. Then with www.flipwithwork.com slash contract, there's actually a assignment of contract attached to that. Use that one to actually sell the contract for a higher price so you can make a profit. And then the title company is everything. Get a deposit from your buyer and then boom, you make money. Only thing you're out is a hundred bucks, which you'll get back at closing. Or if you can't find a buyer, you get your hundred dollars back if you do it within the uh, due diligence period or the inspection period. So you okay. should be fine. So no money two. at all. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, there's no money involved at all, except the hundred dollar deposit. So you're good, and you'll get the hundred bucks back. Okay. So there's actually two contracts in this in this process. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So it's your intention to put a property under contract. And the second one is you actually selling that contract, assigning it for a, a fee. Okay. Man, I appreciate it. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Appreciate I appreciate it. it. Let me know if there's any help uh, you need. I'm always here to help. All right. Are you, uh, are you, would you be, Doing uh, transactional funding in the future? No, I mean I don't sell coaching. I don't. I don't want to like I. I'm just here to help people out. I'm kind of here teaching people for free. I'm not here trying to make money off of you guys. So, um, so do you have? Really a, do you have like a? Do you meet up with people? Uh, like, do you have like seminars or? No. Or, I mean, I give everything just, out for free. Yeah, that's awesome. You're the first I think guy. video is the best way to do it, man. A video yeah. is the best way to do it. 
Like it's, why would you, James, why would you fly all the way to Florida, spend about $2,000 to meet me at a seminar when I can just go to you video chat right now for free. And then that $2,000 you could spend on your own marketing. Yeah. You're, you're what I'm going to tell you in person is what I'm going to tell you in person. The different, what I'm going to say on video is the same exact conversation, same exact conversation. This is awesome. That's it, man. The world's turning digital, man. Yeah. Why not? I appreciate you, Zach. That's it, man. Like, dude, do you, uh, do you pay for your music or do you use like a Spotify? Music? No, I don't do any of that. Like, like people used to pay for albums and like people just get it streamed for free. That's what I'm trying to do for wholesaling. Oh, oh, that's it. Yes. Okay. That's it. Future's free. That's awesome. Thank you. Good man. Good man. You're the man. Thank you, James. Let me know. Keep me updated. I will. I will. Thank you. Perfect. Boom. Telling you. Trying to be the Spotify of wholesaling, guys. Stop paying for it. We're not buying albums. This isn't 1974 anymore. The Dolphins are terrible at football. They're good in 74. I think, yeah. No, they won 72 than 73. So, yeah. All right. Ray, what's up? Hello. All right, Ray, I'm going to cut you out and bring someone else on and hop on if you want. What's up, Zach? It's Alan here. Alan, how are you, man? What's up, bro? Doing good. It's been a while since I've talked to you. Why? Uh, well, I've just been busy cold calling. <laughs> All right, dude. Sweet. Good answer, yeah. man. So, yeah, I had a quick question. So, lately, uh, I've been getting some deals. Well, contracts. They haven't closed yet. Uh, but we do have a buyer for them. It's just that they're in escrow. Um a quick question was when you say high equity lists, do you mean like calling everyone with high equity in their homes or just like stacking the list, like say vacant high equity and then pre-foreclosure high equity. And then, uh, you know, liens high equity or like just high equity, everyone. What do you you mean by high equity? I mean, I know. Yeah. They own. Yeah. So you just go to listra.com and literally all you got to do on there is go to the equity, make sure equity is at least 55 to 60%, whatever one you like. Mm-hmm. Make sure the property's on the MLS. Make sure it's within the price point you're okay with. Uh, what's your market again? It's McAllen, Texas. Yeah, you're in Texas. So under 300K, over 20K, and then you should be good on that one. And then make sure they owned it for at least two to three years. That's your list, man. Just high equity. Okay, so my question was, do I call every single homeowner that has 50% or more equity on the house? 55 to 60. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, it's it's fishing, man. It's literally, are you going to do a small net or a big net? The high equity game is a high net. You're doing a lot of leads. You're going to get some deals on there, though, but it's a lot more work than doing the small net. So it's not as precise. That's kind of the point of it. You're going to get deals you'd never get with precise, but it's going to be a lot more work. You could do drawing for dollars. There's a lot less calls, but it's still a little more work. So it's really up to you, man. But I don't think it's that many leads though for your county. So I think you should be fine. 
it's not that bad. Um, but yeah, we I got a deal in San Antonio off a pro violation list. So right now I'm focusing on uh, over here in South Texas and then in San Antonio, which is still considered South Texas. Um, but yeah, also I, I wrote a few questions down here. How do you calculate the numbers for a wholesale? Like, how do you know the offer to give out? Same as a wholesale, man. I only do a wholesale unless I'm going to make over thirty to thirty-five thousand mm-hmm. on the wholesale. Then I'll just up that even more. Okay. I won't really so, entertain it if I'm, unless I'm making over thirty-five, forty k plus. Okay. Yeah, because I was thinking of this one house that um i'm not sure i wouldn't have been able to wholesale it because the lady didn't want like she didn't she rejected my offer um and the house was worth around 150 uh fixed up but as is i was trying to see like more or less how it it would uh how, how much it was worth and i calculated around like 140 135 around there and i was thinking like would I have been able to get it under contract for a hundred K and then put it on the market for 140 or 135? It's a, if the wholesale deal is not good, if she rejected your offer. Your probably offer is too high. Probably not going to make an insane amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wanted a hundred K and I needed to be at 70 K. And she wanted to sell the house because she was already retired and she wanted to move to a smaller house. Um, but yeah, that's that's been kind of in the back of my head. Like, how would I have like been able, like, and would I have been able to wholesale that property? Um, but probably if the deal's not good enough, I would not wholesale it now. I mean, she said no because of the price, dude. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, another question I have, I've seen some signs that say we buy houses full price. I don't know if you're familiar with like that type of strategy. Stupid. Uh, Yeah. So do you know how that works? Like they're just stupid wholesalers. They're not stupid. It's a technically a good marketing strategy, Mm -hmm. but they're not going to buy it full price. I think it's bait and switch. There's a fine line between what I do on the offer postcard where everyone thinks that's a bait and switch, but not really. I've done, I've done deals with those offers. When you say you're going to pay full price, that's, it's really stupid because realtors pay full price, but then realtors have to charge commissions. So it, no one's going to buy a property. Actually, no one buys properties full price. No hedge funds don't even buy it. Nobody on this earth. Some people, I guess, but 99.9% of buyers don't buy anything full price. There's commissions involved. There's like so if I'm going to buy your property full price, the seller's agent's going to get the money. So it's not full price. So the seller's not going to net the full price. So if you want full price, you're not going to get full price. You're going to have to pay a commission, taxes, things like that. So I think it's a bad tactic. I would not be doing that. You're in an uphill battle. But let people do it. They those people that do we buy a house is full price, they do not last because they get grilled hard. Okay. And uh, another question, this is more like a mentality question. Um, I, I faced quite a bit of adversity th- these past few months. And, uh, you know, it doesn't really have to be with wholesaling. 
so how do you overcome adversity that's a good one i mean i hmm. depend like personal like like i've said before business versus personal is completely different me going through a personal issue or personal health thing or health hmm. something bad happened with me and my family i will be destroyed like i'd be destroyed like, ter i'd be terrible some bad happened in my business. It's like, hey, like, I'm, I'm still breathing. I'm alive. Yeah, I'm a lot more concerned over my personal life than over the business. Mm -hmm. My business can go to zero right now. I can still ha be happy and find find joy and, and love in everything. If something bad happened to my family, I'd be destroyed. Like I, I couldn't. I something God forbid happened to someone in the family that I love, they'd be terrible. So yeah. I always separate the two. I literally could be like. You literally, you could lose arms. You could have not legs. You could be blind. Literally, I have no excuse not to be happy for everything. Uh, so when it comes to business adversity, that's when I can talk about personal. I, I cannot tell you to deal with a personal issue. I've dealt with plenty of them. Terrible, terrible stuff. Um, you just got to get like, I, I don't know how to get through that uh, correctly yeah. to tell you. Business wise, dude, I'm in the profit for everything. I was, I'm supposed to be a bag boy, man. Like I, I have such a chip on my shoulder. And I'm so grateful for where I'm at in my life right now. Literally, if I go back to making 100K a year, I'd, I'm going to be grateful and happy. I even had the opportunity to. So uh, adversary-wise, just think about your why. What pushed me through a lot when I was younger in my teenage years uh, with wholesaling was, hey, I do not want to be a bad boy scoop, scooping up poop from the floor. That that, that got me out my butt pretty quick. What? Getting the dividends. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. Hey, yeah. ew. So I did not want to work a job, man. I knew exactly what working a job would do. Uh, I, I could not spend the time in life I would want with my family. Watch enough of my stuff. You know, I'm a very big family person. Why would I want to waste 50, 60 hours of my week at a job that I literally hate and I'm miserable not enjoying it? I'd rather do something to go after my life. Literally something that I can live after, strive for, to change my life forever. That's the point of this stuff. Like it's, we're not doing this for the money. If you did it for a Rolex, you're going to spend the money and then you're not going to be happy with it. You're doing it for the freedom. Yeah. And money buys a lot of freedom. So yeah. think about why you're doing it. Do you want to change your life and the way your whole family's life, the trajectory of your life is going to be? That's what it's all about, man. The sacrifice that I took now lets me work five hours a week at most in my business. And I can just kind of lay back. We're making millions and I can help people out and do I, I'm living, dude, I'm living the life. I love what I do every day. And if I was a bag boy, a grocery manager, I would not be enjoying it. Yeah. So I'm living my life to the fullest. And that's kind of the point of living life, right? Like you, you want to live your life the way on your terms that you want to do it. And if you're not enjoying what you're doing every second of the day, I don't know why anyone would be doing it. So uh, my motivation always is I do not want to have a job. It was the worst experience ever. And I never want to go back to that place. I never went back to, I never want to go back to the place Everyone laughs at me now because I was 17 of like having 300 bucks in my bank account, not knowing where the next check would be, not knowing if I could pay my gas, anything like that. That's yeah. it, man. I mean, the thing that I've been struggling with is just like hopping back on the phone this past week. Like I used to like call six hours every day since January. No, since... Uh, june 30th to about a week ago when i was hit with a pretty hard 
curveball. And I don't know, it just hopping back on the phone seems harder. And uh, yeah, I get I just it. Ask Wait, you that. Don't tell me what it was because this mm -hmm. is live in front of tens of thousands of people. But is it was it a personal or a business thing? It's it's a personal thing. Okay, uh, don't don't say anything more, dude. Don't say anything more. All right, yeah, keep like, your stuff private, like, man. I, I've been told, like, I pulled up the house and they told me they're gonna call the cops. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like, um, and, so, and like people tell me f you, and I, it's just business. I, I don't really care about that. Uh, but yeah, like the personal stuff, like that's hard, man. The mental I, stuff. I don't know how to tell you with that one, man. I mean, mental health counseling's always out there. Um, <laughs> but like, honestly, you laugh at that, man, dude. People need to see most people need to see therapists to help them out with a lot of mental issues. Yeah. Don't don't have a stigma on that, man. Um, but the one thing I could tell you right now, to push through passage, just think about where your why is right now. And are you, do you want to do something to work towards having a better life or not? And cold calling I, most likely will help you strive towards living a better life. Think about your future yeah. family's life. Do you want to be the dad who can't go see your kid's baseball game because you're working? Or do you want to spend time with your kids doing that? I would rather spend time with the kids. I mean, right now I'm 19. I don't how much kids. do you value? But dude, how much would you value that as a 40-year-old man? It'd mean the world. It'd mean everything to you. Yeah. It would. That's um, it, man. Yeah. And I was told to read by my, uh, he's kind of like my mentor, but he's my partner. Um, to read what to say when you talk to yourself. And I wanted to ask you if you have like any book recommendation similar to that. Not really a book, dude, because you should mm -hmm. not spend the time reading the book, spend the time cold calling. But yeah, I mean, it's, Dude, go out there and make some money, man. Like that's all I can tell you, dude. I li I listen to a lot of music to get me pumped up, man. I tell you, DMX X gonna give it to you is great. Um, think about quotes. Quotes get me pumped up. My favorite's one Wolf of Wall Street when I was cold calling. I always thought about that. It's like if the point is, was it? It's not. If money wasn't everything, go work at a McDonald's. I always think about that too. It, that resonated hard with me too. I just changed it to Publix, man. If money's in everything, be a bad boy. Money's important. Yeah. I'm going to go out there and live my life, man. I'm just going to get it, dude. I had so many people, so many wholesalers when I was 17, 18 that told me I wasn't going to amount to anything and I should just quit because they were scared of me. Um, that always resonated with me. A lot of friends told me I couldn't do anything well in this business. I'm wasting my time doing this real estate thing. Yeah. I, dude, I, I, I am stubborn. I'm prove everyone wrong, and hopefully I'm proving them wrong now. But hey, we don't hopefully. know. I, I I don't care, dude. I don't. I literally yeah. do not care. Yeah, I mean, I go out there. Live, I do this for myself, man. So, dude, if this doesn't pump you up, go watch a Gary V video or something. Gary. Life is too short not to live your dream, man. Yeah, life yeah, is too like, short not to go live your dream. It's just you know, it was just a really big discouragement, if that's even a word. Like I was really. It wasn't because of business, like I said. It was just like, like, kind of like, something told me to grow up, basically. Um, and dude, yeah, I mean, it was, it was. That sounds very downplayed. It was bigger than that, but basically, the lesson that I learned was just grow up. Alan, um, how old are you? 
I'm 19. 19. How many years do you think got left on this earth? Years? Uh, I honestly don't know. <laughs> Let's say you got 80. Let's say you're blessed. You got 80. Mm-hmm. Knowing now you only have 80 years left. That is... That's 4,160 weeks you have left in your life. 4,000. Knowing that, that's not a lot, dude. Yeah. That's not a lot. A lot. <laughs> if Does I had a to go your butt? I'd have $4,000. Does that not make you want to go up your butt right now and just start living your life, living what you want to do? That's it, man. Hmm. Go out there, do it, man. It's not a lot. Life's short, man. Go out there, live your life, dude. Yeah. You yeah, don't want to be on your deathbed saying, what if? No, I don't. That's why I embarked on this journey. In this journey, um, I dropped out of college. Dropped like I dropped everything. I literally just fell okay, back dude, on. You don't have. <laughs> you don't have to drop out of college to do wholesaling, dude. I, I don't full time and did college full time too. So, hmm. don't make an excuse. This wholesaling was the reason you did it. You can always go back to school, man. Um, you just won't have any time. I did. Yeah. I did twelve hours a day for wholesaling. And then I added three hours a day. I ate for an hour and went to bed for eight hours and got up the next day. That's what I did for what? Two years straight. Um, so dude, I'm telling you right now, don't care about the judgment of others. It's about how you want to live your life. You're 19, dude. You can mess up for the next five years of your life and you still young enough to start from nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I That's could, it, man. I don't know what else I can tell you, dude. Yeah, I mean, you I really 4, appreciate it. weeks, man. What are you going to do with yeah. it? What was that? You got 4,000 weeks, man. What are you going to do with it? What do I plan to do with it? Uh, Get a job? Make 80K a year? Be uh, 60? No. Get a job, make 60K Retire? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, Seriously, dude. Yeah. You want to get out of your life, man. Just travel and change the world. That's that's what my main goals is, are. Um, but yeah, I appreciate it. Appreciate the talk. It's nice talking to you. I should come on here. Appreciate it, Alan. Um, but you know, like I said, I should be cold calling right now, but I, I just wanted to talk to you and, and you're cold know. calling, man. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Zach. I hope the people that are watching this got something from this and something that has helped me is, you know, the philosophies of being stoic. Uh, I'm not perfect at it, at it, uh, but you know, it, it helps having that in the back of your head. Um, yeah, I think it's good. Stoicism is interesting. I, I've studied it all, but dude, can't change the world into cubicle, man. That's all I can tell you. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Zach, and uh, I hope appreciate we it, Alan. talk more in the future. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Take care. Think about that, guys. You can't change the world in a cubicle can't live life in a cubicle man let's go let's get it going guys i get pumped up every time man come on man life's too short life literally it's got four thousand weeks we're gonna do with it danny what's up hi um so i'm like really new to wholesaling i just kind of started my own business um and I kind of hate cold calling. I hate it kind of with passion. Like I'm decent Welcome at it. the club. <laughs> I'm decent at it. Um, I locked one deal down with it, but I I just can't. I I don't I can't. I don't want to do it anymore. Like I just like not cold calling. Like 
right now I put like a thousand four hundred into PPC ads, and I don't think that's obviously enough. So, like I my I set up my entire business and everything's like done. I just need to like make deals and like, like what should I do for my marketing? Cause okay, let's let's zoom out really quick. I literally I wish I could just give you an answer and I can't. What market are you in? I'm um in like Pennsylvania. Where in Pennsylvania? I'm like I do all of Delaware County, so uh, right next to Philadelphia. Perfect. So, mm, so you're getting all your deals right now from cold calling? Uh, yeah. Okay. And what list are you cold calling? I do. I did a lot of lists. My list is like 6,000 contacts long. I don't know why I got okay. that. One. What's the list? Um, it's a mixture of high equity. All of them have a mixture of high equity. So high equity, uh, absentee owner, high equity, uh, notice of default, high equity tax liens, um, absolutely tax lien. And then I have uh, a whole list of all of those, but not high equity. And I think there's another one. I know pre foreclosures in there, but I'm pretty sure that's the same as notice of default. And I think that's it. I believe so. Okay. Do you have a car? No, I, I don't have a car. Okay. Why do you hate cold calling? I hate cold calling because, uh, one, I, you know, I get a lot of voicemails. That's one of the biggest things I can't stand. And because, like, I don't know. Like, I, at first, when I, was, I first started, I was, like, a cold calling machine. And then I got, like, one deal and I was trying to sell that deal for, I still am in the process of trying to sell the deal. I finally am trying to go back to cold calling because it took me three weeks and stuff. And I went on a huge long thing where I didn't do cold calling and now I'm coming back and now I'm like struggling. So like, I don't know, but like definitely hitting voicemails is probably the biggest thing that drives me kind of insane. I do use a three line dialer, but I still get nothing but voicemails. For most part. Okay. Do you hate when you get a voicemail or you get a voicemail called to you? Like when I call a phone number and like, like it's, it's cause it just feels sad. Like, you know, the one of the biggest things why a lot of us do what we do is cause we're tired of the routine, the same thing every single day. Like that's all that voicemails remind me of because every single time I call anyone, like 70% of the time I'm hitting a voicemail and it's just like, yeah. it makes the days feel like a routine and not like anything like different. Okay. I mean, how many hours a day are you cold calling? Uh, I was cold calling from 12 o'clock to six o'clock. So six hours a day. Do two to seven. You'll get less voicemails. I would cold call different lists. So if you do a, a bigger list, you can get a lot more voicemails. Mm -hmm. I would do water shutoffs, code violations, probates, pre-probates, niche lists. You'll get a lot less voicemails.
Yeah. And that's less cold calling. Probates is I, I've never done a probate deal. And I actually tried to reach out a few people to JV, but everyone got flaky. So. Okay. When I was 17, I never did a probate deal either. Mm-hmm. And I did one. And then I did two, three, four, five, six, seven, 10, 20, 30, 40. So you got to start somewhere, right? So how many deals have you done? I'm actually really new. I've done one deal. Um, okay. How yeah. much? Uh, it was 4,000. Perfect. It was a pre yeah, so, Um, I mean, cold calling is working. You don't probably have a ton of money. You don't even have a car. So it'd be hard to do driving for dollars. Yeah. I would probably stick to cold calling more niche list. That's the only thing I can tell you right now. Scale yeah. it up till you got money for a car and then start yeah. going on appointments and then start doing I reverse drying for dollars. It's not that I don't have a car because I can't afford a car. I don't have a car because I live in the okay. city. Um, and that's a pain. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I would, I would say try to, hmm. I, hmm. Cause it's a tough one. Sucks the life out of your bank account. And as far as the life out of my bank account, well, uh, I'll spend got... 10 grand direct mail and get hundred K back. It puts money in my bank account. Yeah. That's how marketing works. Yeah. But as my business only has like 3000, so I don't know if that's the best way to go about it. Yeah. So you just got to think about the way you look at marketing again. It's not an expense. It's an investment. Yeah. But what I would look at, I would probably try to get into JVing then if you want. If you hate cold calling so much, try to be a JVing person. Spend time building a cash buyers list and then finding wholesalers that need their deals done. Mm -hmm. And then maybe do some of that. And then you have some money where you can actually start doing some stuff. I mean, my personal recommendation though, like if you hate cold calling that much, just do texting. If you mm -hmm. literally just hate it so much, do texting. Yeah, but like, isn't when you do texting, like you get a lot less yeses because it's not as of direct. Oh, okay. You can't, I mean, you can't have the best of both worlds. Yeah. Right? Like, mm -hmm. do you, if you hate cold calling so much, do texting. And then you're going to say, well, I want to, I want to get more deals and more leads. We'll do cold calling. Well, you hate cold calling. So. Yeah, I see. I, it just goes back and forth. It's a back and forth. I like cold calling goes the fastest way for me to get a deal. Mm -hmm. Still is. So if I, and I still do call, texting. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I watch a lot of your videos. I've watched your videos for a long time. Um, Perfect. I've been like learning how to wholesale since I was 17. I'm 18 now. I started my own business and did all of that. Um, and did, and I paid for everything. And I was like crazy person trying to, because I, I put a lot of money already into this business, a lot of money for someone like me put like, like seven, like almost eight thousand dollars into this that I saved up from working Jeez. as a waitress and all that stuff. And I like don't have too much to show for it now, but like I, like I'm trying to make this. Like I, I loved real estate, and when I was doing my one deal, I was like, oh my god, I love doing this, and then. Like I've gotten to this point where I have this one deal and then I took the three weeks off and now I'm trying to go back to cold calling. And I think that's kind of where I'm struggling at 
because I took so long off, I'm still struggling to sell this one deal because I had three offers on the house that were all decent. Two of them got flaky, and then the third one was a fixer and flipper, and he got pissed that I didn't take his offer immediately upon him giving it to me. And then I was just like, what the heck? You're a fixer and flipper. You should know that you never just take it. You you wait a while, think about it at least a little bit. Were you going to make money on that deal? Yeah, I'm going to make... I'm only asking for $38,000. And so there I would only make 4000 but I think that's better than making nothing. So. How much are we going to make with that guy or gal? That guy, I was going to make uh, $6,000. Oh, you should have taken it, but hey, no big deal. Big lesson to learn is, you know, bulls make money, bears make money, pigs get slaughtered. Mm-hmm. If you become greedy in this business, you will you'll get slaughtered. Yeah. One more thing you got to learn. Greed, you will get killed on this. You got to put some meat in the bone. So the one thing I can tell you right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say the last thing for offers was literally the next day. And I actually called them the next day at um, like 9 a.m. And I had to go through a long thing because when he gave me his number, he changed the, it was supposed to be an eight and he put a zero. And I had this, I skip traced every single person with his first name and last name. And I found like three and I, not three, I found like 15. I called them all and I didn't get in contact with them until like five o'clock and then he was pissed. So I just, I don't know. I mean, all I can tell you, I would, I'd be going on Facebook and pulling all the cash buyers in that area through Facebook would be really easy to do and then sell that deal and just keep cold calling or doing the SMS. It's really yeah. up to you. Um, yeah, I did put it on Facebook, but I had, I just went on tour today for the property and he said he'd get back to me, but I've given like five different tours. I've had like 15 people come and I had three good offers and but everybody else was like really low. So I know I heard from you at least that, um, you know, if your cash buyers keep giving you low offers that you should let it go. But every single time I had like five people give me like a 20,000 or a 17,000, I'd have that one person give me a 40,000. But then once again, those people were both flaky. So I don't know. And the guy, I really feel bad for him because he's right about to go into freaking foreclosure. It's like right. I keep trying it. That's it. I I try an open house. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, Mm -hmm. you had the opportunity with that person. So you just got to keep, if you lost it with him, Give him a two thousand dollar reduction. See if that baits him enough. If not, just keep keep pushing it. That's all I could tell you. Like you gotta be speed on that one. Yeah. Okay. Um. And do you do like uh PPC ads at all? No. Or is that not something? Not worth it. No. I don't think it's worth it. Nope. Like. Wow. Like, cause I saw a lot of wholesalers who do it. And I I have a website already, and like, okay, so you're saying it's just not worth my time. I should just let it go, move on. I've tried everything. I've tried everything. If it it doesn't work for me, it doesn't work. Facebook ads don't work for me. Okay. SMS, cold calling, and direct mails work for me. Okay. Bandit uh- signs also, but not anymore. So that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. And I should stick to a three line dialer 
or should I increase it more? Try a 10 right now if you can and see if the results change. Okay. I test it out. Okay. Um, okay. I think, thank you. I appreciate the advice. I've been, I just need someone to those. I have no real estate friends. So I've just been trying to talk to someone about it because it's just a lot, you know? Yeah. No worries. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Steven, what's up? Man, what's up, boss? How you doing? Doing great, man. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, man. Um, first of all, pleasure, bro. I've been watching your channel now for about two months. I learned pretty much everything I know about wholesaling from you guys, from you and your pops. Um, y'all are doing great for the community, man. I appreciate y'all. I just want to start off with that. Um, Thank you. Second thing. All right, so I'm going to jump straight to it, man. So tax liens and tax, tax delinquencies. I, I want to know what's the difference because... I have a prop I have prop stream and I see those two on uh on there on uh, on the filter, but I just don't understand the difference between the two. It's the name, man. Someone's behind their taxes versus someone who has a lien on the property. You can be delinquent on taxes and still not have a lien. Oh, okay. But all right. Um and second thing, because I, I live in Tampa, Florida. That's my market. Uh the contracts that you have are are they're they're ready to go. They're already just. I use them in Port St. Lucie, so I don't see an issue. You're in Tampa, same state. Nice. All right, bet. Um, and for your your true, do you use true true people search to skip trace? Dude, it works so well. All right, bet. All right, man. Um, that's it for me, bro. I, I wanted to keep it short and sweet. Like I just I really wanted to make sure and get these these questions asked with an expert. You're obviously an expert, so. Yeah, man, I appreciate you, bro. Thank you, man. Literally, it, I use True People Search starting out. It works. Still does. I still use it today. If I drive by a house that's really beat up, I'll still do it. Works well. Um, question, Have you ever wholesaled in Tampa? Hillsboro, yes. Tampa, no. The city. I've done in the county, but no. Okay. I mean, Hillsboro County, that's pretty much Tampa, bro, to be honest with you. It's big as hell. Yeah, All we right. do that. Pasco County as well, Citrus County, Hernando, all those counties on the West Coast are really good. You and you do all of them virtually? I don't do those markets. I mean, I'll do a JV deal here and there, but I'm not actively wholesaling in those markets now. Okay, but shit, man. Damn. Hey, I appreciate you, bro. <laughs> appreciate, it, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Appreciate it, Steven. Boom. Oh, hey. Zach again. Isaiah. Zach, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, man. How are you? Hey, good to see you, Zach. Uh, appreciate you letting me hop on your live. Um, of course. So, yeah, I've, I've talked to you on your lives before, but I've never gone on you gone on with you via StreamYard, so I appreciate the opportunity. Welcome. But, hey, so, um, you know, I'm based out of Southern California. <clears throat> you know, I live in OC. However, I've downloaded lists in every county of Southern California. So like uh, LA, OC, San Diego, Riverside, and San Bernardino. And um, I've, you know, I have PropStream. And so I have the 10,000 monthly downloads. And I fully, I mean, 
every month I go through, I make sure I fully utilize them. And I, you know, I've skipped trace, you know, tax delinquent list, high equity vacants. Um, you know, I've skipped trace pretty much almost every niche list. Well, I don't like to use the term niche list, but uh, almost every list I could think of that would have a motivated seller. The problem is here in California, our eviction moratorium is set to expire September 30th. As of now, it could very Kevin well will extend it. He'll extend it. Yeah, yeah. I know. And so it's a shame because I had a really good deal in San Diego lined up. I didn't have a contract because the seller was obviously trying to get as much as he could for it. But um, I mean, that being said, if you were a wholesaler in California and you were kind of subject to, you know, the eviction moratorium, keep keeping delayed, what list would you go after right now? Eventually they'll stop it. Gavin Newsom's going to keep it up. I mean, he's yeah. got a recount coming up, so he's he wants September to be really happy with yeah. it. I'll be there. <laughs> Sorry. So he will he will try to. I, I'm not going to be political with this at all, but no, he's no, gonna, no. What he what he's going to do is keep everyone happy. If people are getting evicted off the streets, people will vote against him. So he's he's smart enough. Or it's not a good decision just to evict people when you have a re, uh, recount going. So after that, it'll, it'll happen. So knowing that he'll extend it, which is fine. I mean, whatever. So what I would do is I'd drive for dollars, man. I would find vacants. I do Riverside, Hemet. I would San Bernardino. Uh, some places are okay there. I gotta get, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember the top ones. Cause I, I do some, I do with a lot of people there. So let me just pull up a map. I know Hemet was really good. Let's try to see here. The whole Inland Empire is pretty good, so I'm trying to find it. All right. Yeah, Inland Empire is typically Riverside and San Bernardino counties. It's it's those ones. So, um, South of Springs. So, oh, shoot. Okay. Oh, I got the map wrong. Um, Ontario is pretty good. Yeah. Um, Corona, people do well there. Uh, Highland, actually, I've seen people do really well there. And I'm trying to think Hemet and that might be it on cities that I found really well. I've heard Paris people have done P E R R I S and Redlands, but uh, that's basically it for those areas that do very well. Um, yeah, that's basically what I do. And then obviously I go East of like Anaheim, but I uh, drive for dollars and those markets are pretty well. Code violations are good too. What water shutoffs? I don't think they were shutting off water over there. No, but and it's funny you mentioned the water shutoff because I called I called my local water department asking for the list, and they didn't want to give it to me. And I said, "Well, you know, I'll have to file a FOIA act." And they were like, "No, we're not going to give it to you." And I was like, "Huh?" I don't even think they're shutting off water over there. No, 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 they're not. Oh. But I was thinking maybe for previous. A pre-pandemic, you know? Yeah, it's a waste, man. They, they'll put the water back on. So I drawing for dollars is where I've seen the most results there. Okay. And I have and Deal Machine and I use that app. So have you considered reverse drawing for dollars? You know something? I hopped on the live right when you were talking about it. I think you were saying like you drive and then you leave a note saying, hey, it's me. Call yep. me. That. Yep. Yellow sticky note, man. Or 
just do um you have prop stream so go to app download the prop stream app find all the vacants or find all the i'll probably do tax tax liens maybe and pre-foreclosure would be a little tougher right now just because where you're at but hey this is isaiah please give me a call back local county phone number boom um okay i'm trying to think of what else I think, okay, because I've done that. Now, I've mostly done text blasting. That's been my problem. And I feel, you know, I've, I've, I mean, Zach, I'm not even joking. I think the past year that I've been using text blasting, I've probably sent out, I mean, no exaggeration, close to 50,000 texts, and I've gotten nothing from it. So, I mean. Try cold calling, man. Yeah, on, on call That's tools. Good. I mean, call tools, it's like mojo. the technical. Well, call, call tools, tools, do mojo, anything you really want. Like, I just do it, man. That's it. Like, I literally test everything out and see what works, see what sticks, see what doesn't. Your market's going to be completely different than mine. I always tell people, study who's doing well in your market right now and see what exactly what they're doing. Yeah, everybody preaches cold calling. I mean, I know I just, I don't like it much, but. I mean, if it's to get a deal, I guess I'll have to do it. Uh, I guess one last thing. What's your? Have you ever bought lists from like other people at all? Like, have you ever bought them like on you know third party sites or through Facebook groups or anything? No, I've no. bought I've bought uh, probate lists from the county because they'd make me buy them. Yeah, that's it. How? If you don't mind me asking, how much were how much were they when you bought those lists? Well, they're mostly free right now. St. Lucie County is free. I'll go to a certain county in the U.S. and be like, you know, 20 cents a page. I'll give them 10 bucks. But like, that's me paying for a list. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Zach, I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate you addressing my concerns. And I guess I'm going to have to grind with the cold calling. So. Dude, I try the verse drawing for dollars. I'll try to save you on that one. But it has the leads calling you. It's amazing, dude. Sticky notes are cheap. Yeah. Um, outside of that, that's probably what I'd say. Speak. I know, right? <laughs> you got it, man. I know. It'll save you from cold calling, dude. Try that. Spend spend the day going around Hemet, all those areas, and yeah. try it. And then from there, if it's not working, then you might have to try the cold calling. Test everything out, though, dude. All righty, then, Zach. I appreciate it. Thank you, boss. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Second Steven of the day. What is up? What's up, man? I'm up. I'm up to the plate. All right. So, Zach, um, experience. I'm experiencing. Bro, where are you at? I'm in Bradenton. Is it too loud? No, dude. It looks nice. Yeah, dude, it's a nice no boat worries. behind you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out here. I might say I got a, um, an, an asset out here that we're in the process of uh, renovating to bring to market. But um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got, what, 10 years in the business. Um, no buyer, non-performing uh, non notes, um, tax deeds. I've, I've, I've done it all in a number of deals. So long story short, um, I, I'm tired of this side of the business and um, I'm getting into this side of the, uh, I'm getting into the wholesale side of the business as well because I'm scaling my business away from really touching the asset versus more on the service side of, of doing things. Um, and this is kind of how I see it as, as wholesaling. So for me, um, I, I come from 
stupid stupid enough sales of background. So not afraid of call calling. I, I think one helpful one helpful hint would be to uh, those guys that are afraid call back again. They don't answer. Call back again. It'll just you know increase your uh, chance of them answering the second time. Um, so anyway, for me, I, I'm trying to understand the psychology when you guys talk about high equity. Because the psychology for me, when I, whether it's notes or whatever it is, is that I have to leverage over them for cash for keys or I don't want to touch your credit score or, or whatever it is. I have some kind of leverage. And I, I'm trying to understand, and I understand that the borrower psychology, I'm trying to understand now the seller psychology of when you guys say high equity, um, is, it, is, it that, is that really pertaining to if they're in a distressed situation? Or, or in terms of like you know, of a tax lien or a foreclosure, or does it still pertain to? Um, if, sorry, I got a plane. You're fine. I can hear you, man. Oh yeah, okay. Um, or does it pertain? Uh, or, or how does it pertain to? Let's say the guy that's got a house. I don't know. It's you know, it's it's 150. Let's say needs an updated. I don't know, 30 grand. And it's and it's an ARV of like 220, and they may owe about I don't know about uh, 80 grand per se. Like I'm just trying to understand what is the psychology for them. You know, should I be focusing on the stress part of this business, or do you think uh, even if they're not distressed, there's still potential there? I'm just I'm, I've been really trying to wrap my brain. I've been watching so many YouTube videos, of trying to really understand what 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 is the psychology of the equity side, what does that really boil down to that's going to make them say, yes, this makes sense. I know it's a number of people you got to call on. I 100% I get that, but I'm just trying to understand is what's going to make them say yes, I guess. Yeah, man. It's all about disqualifying, dude. Some way I can explain it. So I only want to deal with 0.5% of sellers. Those are the only people I want to even have a conversation with. So if I talk to you and I say, Steven, you want to sell your house? And you say, yes, but I want all this, like I want too much money for it. I'm like, perfect. Here's a realtor. Go list it. Okay. I want to deal with people that want to only deal with cash, just like a pawn shop. Do you, I just, a quick cash sale. Is that something you're open to? Let's talk. There's a multitude of reasons. Most of the time, the property is super distressed that the hassle of that with a realtor is too much for them. They don't want to deal with it. Maybe they're embarrassed to put a property like that on the market. There's a plethora of reasons. Okay, but, that's making more sense now. So I, what I recommend is I can give you like examples that make up in my head or of deals that I've already done. But what I want to do is go to YouTube and we'll look at my vlogs and I actually just break down deals I've done and actually seller conversations. Say, here's mm -hmm. what the property looks like so you can get in your head how bad it was. I'll give you one really quick. So I did great. one in Port St. Lucie, Florida. This is a because I have like five vlogs that are set to be... Uh, posted but here's one that i did uh that got posted it was a it was a lady and the person unfortunately passed away so the lady passed away and her she had two daughters she had one daughter who was a train wreck and one daughter who had a kids and family the daughter who was a train wreck needed a place to live so she started living in the house that the mom died in it's a personal issue you know it's like hey are you gonna say really no to her your sister she needs a place to go she goes in with her uh, bad boy boyfriend mm -hmm. and they trash the house, partying it, smoke meth, you know, Florida stuff. And this um, is, that's so funny. So, Florida stuff. This is a pro is this so, a probate uh, or not yet? This is a probate. The mom died and you know how humans are. She got greedy. Um, she wanted to live in a free house. She didn't take care of the house because she didn't paint it, paint any money in it. And this is 
remember with people, it's very emotional. Is the whole story. I look at things with no emotion, but I got to give you the emotional side of it. Sure. So when you don't pay money into something, you're not going to take care of it. So that's what she did. And then at the end of the day, the will came out and the will found out that the lady, this is all Florida stuff. This is mostly Florida stuff, but the mom knew she was such a like drug person that she left her out of the will. You're not getting any of the money. The other, my other daughter's going to have the money. She'll take care of it. She won't spend it on meth, you know. Guess what happens? The property's free and clear. Guess what happens? Her and her uh, boyfriend take a sledgehammer and do 50 holes inside the whole house. Wow. Holes everywhere. The, it, everything needs new drywall. Smash everything. They, uh, you know, disgusting. There's beer cans everywhere. And then they leave because they found that they get no money. And you got this one lady who's like, I don't want to deal with this house. This is like, I'm so over this. I just want to get rid of this thing. This is so much of a mess. I, the, I don't even want to list this to the realtor. I don't want to deal with the house. Just get me out of this thing. They get a postcard from me. Hey, what if I gave you, I know the ARV is like this, but like this is house is a mess. What if I gave you 150 for it? Fine. 150, get out of my hair. I find a cash buyer for 170. I literally, in the video, I, here's a check for 20,000. Here's the house. Made 20,000. It's a win, win, win. That's it. That's an extreme example. But like, why would someone want to sell a house? They just don't want to deal with it. Obviously, she got with a realtor, did the whole thing. That house would have got destroyed. It would not pass inspection. She'd, she would have to sell it for cash to an investor. She'd rather just not pay the commissions and deal with someone like me. And that's it. So why do people sell their that, car used, man? You're right. Just look at it more. Just like suck a pawn shop. Hey, I, mean, I got a cash offer now. That's, I think that's, that's really what, what I needed to understand is, is that, is that aspect of it is just, that's it. Just give me a cash offer. Um, that's okay. it. Let me think if I can think of something else. I'll have you on here. That answers that. Um, and I guess what well, Mark are you in? Uh, well, man, I, I've had houses all through Florida. So I've gone as down as Vero Beach up to Gainesville. So right now, um, I, I've got a lot of uh, my hand reaches pretty far across this market. So I've got people um, with the infrastructure I put together that are going to be working with me. So um, uh, for me, all, all, all along the line of 75 and up and down, well, up and down 75 and across four, I four to me, because um, I've, I've got opportunities to, I've been in parts of, you know, like Brooksville. I, I blew that area up, you know, was buying four or five homes in a small neighborhood before we knew it, all the prices started going up because we started, you know, coming in there, rehabbing them and, and putting them and, and, and um, getting that, getting the market up there. So I got a pretty good niche of, of what's around me. So for me, it's hard to say what market I'm in. I'm, I'm really, uh, I, I just, I just know the markets because I've, I've been all around the state so much that I've, I, I know what's around me and I've got, I'm starting to put people in place for there. But um, you can basically say, um, uh, you know, 75 and to, to Sarasota and freaking I-4 to uh, Daytona, Tampa to Daytona. All right. It's the expense of marketing, man, but you can do it. I'd always recommend sticking to a market, getting Dude, good at that for wholesaling. Listen, but... I look at it. I'm, I'm, I'm gun home, man. I got, I, I've, I've sold timeshare for 
about maybe what's about five years, five and a half years, six years. For me, like it's very easy for me to talk to people. I'm very, I, I've been on the phones. I'm not afraid to jump in my car and drive an hour, two hours down because that's what I've been doing. I've been on, I've, you know, this this year alone, I've spent 85 nights on the road already, between up and down. So, it's I'm I'm crazy that way. It's in me. But um, what I did want to ask right. you about was is, is the probate. So you suggest you suggest me reaching out to, um. So watching it and, and seeing that you know that once 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 they're able to get the guardian of 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 the estate, um, is there a certain point you think suggesting reaching out to them? Do you think before or do you think after, or you, you when do you think is a good time to really put the seed in their head? Okay, so before uh, right when mom dies or right when grandma. I hate to say it so bluntly, but sure. dude, if not you, then who? The guy, the guy who gets the seller fastest. That's it, man. Truth. You you want to be the first contact, dude, or someone else is going to swoop in there and get the deal. So. That's it, my man. I appreciate your time. I'll let you continue on, and I'm going to be just now. I'm going to be watching probably every single one of your videos, and I'm just taking all in. And thank you. Let's do it, man. Appreciate it, Stephen. Enjoy the view. Hundred (laughs) percent, sir. Thank you. All right, see you, man. I want to be by the water, man. Jeez, it's. I'm going to go by my house and be by the river, so I'll be happy. Uh, I'm in a studio with no river near me. I'm going to go fishing. Drive me crazy. I got to help the people out, though. Uh, safe? Yeah, bro. What's up? Hey, man. How are you? Good, good. Um, <clears throat> uh, sorry that I'm back. Uh, quick question before I go. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, bro. So um, I may have a deal on my hands. Um, it's in a really small town uh, north from my target market, Charlotte, um, population about 30 K, a small population. Um, so it's a fire damage house. Um, so part, so like the part of the roof fell in complete. It was burned. Um, it's sitting on some land as well. It's in a pretty ruler area. Um, there were, I just looked it up on Zillow. I know for a fact there are investors flipping uh, near that area, but um, is is there is there should I pursue this deal? Sure, if there's money to be made, dude, then do it. Got you. And um, so so the comps that I'm looking at have like uh, sheds and garages, but this one doesn't. Um, how much value does do those little sheds or garages add? A garage will add some value, man. Just may, might add 10, might add 20. It just depends, dude. I don't know your market that well. I would just get a cash buyer in there, especially the fire damage, see how much they'll pay for the house. Reverse reverse engineer it. Gotcha. Okay, okay, gotcha. Um, okay, yeah. I think, and I do have a lead of somebody um, who um, their motivation is they want a good price and uh, it's, not va- it's not vacant, so they're renting it out right now. Uh, I don't, I don't think I can close this one. It's not really that motive. They don't have the motivation. Should I pursue this deal or just, you know, give them an offer and see what they say. Give them an offer still always give an offer and just see. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. Thank you, brother. That'll be all. Perfect. Thanks. Appreciate it. No problem. All right. Kara. Hello. Hey, can you hear me now? Yeah, you have another question? 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I watched back the first time with the video, and it was glitching so bad. I was just like interrupting you the whole time. No worries. No so worries. My bad. It's all right. Um, but your um your answer when you had said um uh, uh take the ARV minus the repairs and then a percentage of the um, ARV, and you had said uh save I think it was like eighty or eighty five percent. It depends on uh, how much of a discount your cash buyers take. Right. No, I understand that. Good of a cash um, but, you have. Okay. But yeah. Um, but say if it was like eighty-five percent, that fifteen percent, how does that take an account of like six percent um, when the flipper resells and they use like a commission cost for the realtors, and then say um, if they had paid the closing costs when they bought the deal from you, and if they paid closing costs again and carrying costs, like it's going to kind of eat up that 15%, right? No, because they're going to put $50,000 in the house and force appreciation onto it. So their numbers on, and their ROI is completely different than yours. Then you're going to have to get in there. Hey, what's gonna, what are they going to do when they put 40K into the house? What's the value with a realtor for top dollar? Plus, you got to say they're going to hold it for three months. There's going to be appreciation with their doesn't matter. Like I don't, once I assign the deal, I don't care what they do with the house. What if they have us for a rental? Right. They're just trying to get a ROI on the cash for cash on it. So right. it really just depends. Like it's, that's what I've seen. I've gotten to end buyers like that. So, Hey, maybe it's lower in your market. You just got to figure it out. Like, yeah. have you done wholesaling deals? Um, I had one, um, that was pretty good. And then, um, I'm, I have a good I have a good number in my pipeline right now, but I'm not really like having one actively in an escrow or anything like that. Okay, I'm not asking that like just I I care, but like it's not pertaining to this. What was the percentage off the Avery that cash buyer bought the house from? ARV minus repairs. What was that percentage from that deal you did? Um, it was about seventy percent of the ARV. Okay, then it's probably seventy percent where you're at. Yeah. The data that you um, have for your business is better than the one that I can guess. Right. No, I, I understand that. It's just more the fact that um, there was one that I had in the pipeline and I had it more for like 85%. And then when I really like put everything through, I kind of realized that um, my numbers were too close together. And if they had used like say 6% on uh, realtor commissions, it really wouldn't have worked. And so that's honestly why I was thinking for you, like asking for you, um, when you calculate like the MAO, um, that, I don't know. That's just like the one thing that I'm kind of stuck on was if they do the 6% in commissions and 3% say closing costs and another 3% when they sell it again, um, that 85% will get kind of eaten up. And I know that in say three months, the, you know, the price will obviously go higher um, but either way, if they're, if the flipper's kind of looking at it, like just strictly based off comps to know that it's like a safe, um, price and everything, I was just wondering if that 15% gets eaten up from costs, then where's the investor, like the investor profit? Well then do 70%. I, in my market, I'm buying the people that are renovating it and renting it out. That's why I get 85. That's why I get 15%. I'll sell it to people who want to live okay. in it for cash. I'll sell it to people who want to flip it. It really depends. 
the flippers are still at 15% for me just because of how high quality my people are. I'm selling this to teachers. I am selling it to like high level teachers, um, like professors selling it to doctors, like physical therapists, like people that are, they're just trying to make an ROI. Like it, I'm not here to see if they're like calculating it the correct way or if I would buy it. I'm not buying the deal. So me trying to figure out how much money they're going to make on it makes no sense to me. I get a property under contract and I try to sell it for a profit. That's as simple as I do it. Simple as it really should be. Okay. Okay. So if you ever see a house and you see that there's like 50 K in um, repairs, you'll never like take into an account. Like say if you do minus 50,000 and then you do 85% of that, you'll never like minus a little bit more because you know, since they put in that much, they might be looking for a higher profit. It's a market. Literally it's a market and I'm selling things for discounts. If someone's willing to buy that property for under market value, which they are, you're good to go. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's not up to you if the cash buyer should be okay with it or not. I mean, you should generally be in a good price range, but if you're generally seeing 70%, then it's 70%. But it it's not up to you if the cash buyer is willing to pay. It's what the market will decide. Okay. There's factors everywhere for it. People just might want to buy a property just for the write-offs. Like you're not accounting that if they depreciate that asset. Like it's, <clears throat> it, it, you just can't calculate the 6% and then add in the repairs and say, Hey, that's how much profit they're going to make. You don't know. And you could be off with your numbers or you could be right on. Yeah. You don't know. Okay. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Any more questions? No, that was it. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Okay. We got Jose. Hey, what's up, man? What's up? How are you? Hey, doing well, doing well. Just been listening to you guys speak for the last hour and a half or so. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, I did have a question for you. Uh, maybe you could help me. Um, yeah. I am in the process of scaling my business. I've been doing real estate both as a you know as a uh, realtor and as an investor for the last year and a half. Um, my main source of income comes from my, uh, you know, revenue streams that are uh, having to do with wholesaling and, and just sourcing out deals and uh, pretty much doing every, everything that you guys are talking about. Um, I work mainly out of um, central Florida and then I uh, do uh, part partial as well in, in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm averaging anywhere between six to eight closings on a monthly basis all from different sorts of marketing strategies that we're utilizing. Uh, you know, uh, you mentioned that cold, uh, cold calling, SMS, and direct mail are your best uh, results. And it's the same for me, honestly speaking. I, uh, I tested Facebook advertising. It's ass. It's not worth the money. Like the conversion rate really isn't there. Um, I'm assuming it's a very similar scenario for pay-per-click. And so I guess where I'm at right now is I've pretty much maximized how much I can do and generate in the areas that I'm working in. So like, what, what, how do you recommend I scale, move up from here? My, my thought process uh, is, okay, well, I can open up a business, which I'm in the process of doing uh, because initially I was working as an acquisition manager for another investment company. So, you know, 
I kind of want to branch out and do start doing everything uh, under my name, under my branding, and so forth. And so right now I'm in the process of starting that, and I and I've been thinking, you know, since I'm already uh, able to close these things in the areas that I'm working in, why wouldn't I, you know, like uh, do uh, excuse um, like partner partner uh, partner up with other investors in different areas and le learn their markets and how I can better assist them in those areas as well because I've pretty much realized that like. It's easier if you start backwards. Like it's easier if you build a relationship with an investor, find out where they're working, how they're doing, uh, where they need, uh, you know, where they're sourcing out deals, and and just kind of learn um, where, you know, where they need extra hands on, so that essentially I can come in, source deals in those areas, and then pitch it out to them instead of doing it off, you know, just cold calling a massive amount of people out of a list for how, however, however long finding somebody, you know, that's willing to agree and then finding the investor to pitch that offer to. Okay. So what's your question? All right. So you're telling me you're maxed out in your market in Florida? Yeah. So I'm, I'm in Orlando. I'm, I'm in pretty much Orlando winter garden area. And then I'm, uh, we, you got, you got cut out there. Yeah. I'm in winter garden, Orlando area. Uh, we're, okay. we're, uh, we're, we do everything from flips to, uh, wholesaling to, uh, you know, uh, development. Uh, we're right now we're, uh, my partners and investors are uh, mainly focusing on on uh, developing land just simply because there is a lack of infrastructure and uh, supply everywhere in the U.S. right now. Um, and so they, they uh, we've been targeting land lots uh, primarily and then, you know, partnering with contractors, building the home, selling it back to other investors and doing all all those things. Now, thing is, I again, I, I'm not the one. Uh, you know, handling everything. I'm kind of just like an outsider and I have my own tasks and I know what, you know, I know what I need to do, which is just find a deal, close it and give it to my, uh, my investor so that he can take on the, you know, the lead and do everything that he needs to do as far as um, putting the, uh, putting the deal together. Um, but for me, there's only so much I can do. Like I, like I mentioned, like I, I'm pretty much maxed out. So my, I'm trying to find out how I can grow what I'm doing, I guess, having people under me as well. Right. Because I, I, I guess my question is how, what, what would you do? Are you partners with someone or do you actually own the business? No. So I'm partners and I don't, I don't really own any shares. I'm just, um, again, they I'm work. The yeah. I work for them pretty much. I'm a 10, but I work for them. Yeah, exactly. What's the percentage are you getting from the deals? Right now, it, it depends. Honestly, it depends. Um, I can't give you a good answer unless you tell me. What's the percentage? No, no worries. Uh, so it, it really depends on uh, uh, the specific of the deal. So like if it's a land lot, I'm closing anywhere between four to five lots. Right now, I get paid $500 per lot. We're buying lots for like $15,000. You know what I'm saying? Okay. What about uh, a wholesale deal? If it's a wholesale deal, I typically get anywhere between 1% to 2% of the sales price and that's just because they're taking care of the marketing and and uh you know and doing everything all i'm all i'm doing is getting on the phone and closing the deals and getting people interested in selling their home for you know lower value so you're getting roughly two to four grand for a wholesale deal pretty much so i'm having to close honestly so right now i'm averaging 
I am making good money, honestly speaking. I make approximately six figures a, a year. You know, I, I make a little bit over a hundred thousand dollars a year. But okay, but You're it's not maxed it, out then. I'm not. I, I I will agree. I'm not. Bro, but, that's three deals by yourself. What do you mean? Four deals. Well, I mean, no, you're not maxed out of what you're doing. Well, I feel like maybe the structure, my pay, my pay structure is was making me think that I, I have maxed out because I'm having to do. Look, let me look at my one, two, three. That's the point of an employee, man. So I'm closing anywhere between six to eight deals in a monthly basis. And I don't make any more than $10,000. Yeah. Cause you work for someone. Exactly. Your market value is determined by your boss. I don't care how you say it. Your boss determines your market value. Okay. When you own a business, you determine your, you let the market determine how much you're worth. Um, so if you want more money, either you ask for a raise or you go out by yourself and take all the risk. You're getting paid that because you have no marketing risk. You have no risk of your finances and you have a lot less liability risk. If you want to take that risk as an entrepreneur, you'll either get rewarded, make a lot of money, do well, or you're going to go belly up and go bankrupt. That's honestly up to you. Uh, obviously with me, I'm very high risk. I quit my job because I don't think the market was valuing me too well at 725 an hour Hell at no. Publix. <laughs> so I started saying, hey, what does the market actually value me? What does my boss not value me at? And boom, I decided, nope. I love Publix. It's a great company, but I mean, I'm worth more than seven twenty-five an hour. And I think the market has shown that. So you want to make more money, ask for a raise and not get the risk or get all the risk and try to see what you can do by yourself. It's honestly your decision, man. I, in my opinion, I'm, I'm a little crazier. I would start, I would probably rack up some more money, learn your market a lot better, learn marketing and then go all in. Um, you got to understand you work for someone. So do you have a non-disclosure, non-disclosure, non-compete? You got to understand this stuff, but yes, of course, if you're able to close it, you should do fine. Just trying for dollars, cold calling and doing it yourself. hundred K you easily make that. How many hours a day you're working? Uh, I usually wake up around 10. I'll cold call for, um, like 11 to two or three. And then I'll do it you're again. Cold in the calling for these people. As well, yes. Bro, no, no, dude, yeah, no, do do it by yourself, man. If you're already cold calling, dude, your your boss has done the worst thing for you, and I don't care if your boss is watching this. He, <laughs> you do not let your acquisitions person learn marketing. You're teaching them how to just leave and get their own business. Exactly. You know what he's doing? And I didn't even I didn't sign a non compete or a non disclosure agreement when I initially joined their team, so. I, you know, after learning all the marketing, it's just like, why would I want to be paid less when I can just go and do it myself and be paid more, as you mentioned? Dude, what's wrong? Like, honestly, your bosses, you do not do that, man. I run businesses, man. I do not teach my acquisitions people how to market because they'll do exactly what you're doing now. And Jose, it's not a knock on you, man. You, you The best wholesalers out there worked for other people starting out, and then they started branching out their own. I'm not going to give specific names, but learn a bunch of background stories on the top wholesalers, not me, but a lot of seven figure guys worked for someone else and they said, screw it. I want more. And they're rock stars. And they went out there, did it themselves. So 
you know marketing, you know acquisitions. Dispo is a cakewalk right now. I mean, yes. I'm not telling you to quit your job, but how how old are you? I'm 23. Yeah, dude, you're young enough, man. Go out there and risk it, dude. Is that, do you have kids? No, man. Hell no. Not are you yet. married? No, no. I'm a, I'm single, man. Bro, you're single, unmarried, 23 with money in your bank. This is the time to be high risk, right? Yeah, I agree. It's not like, dude, it's not like I'm talking to you. You're 42. You're making 60K a year and you're, you have three kids and you need, you need to put the lights on the house and pay rent. Obviously probably to pay rent, but like, it's not like you're in that dire situation. You're married and you can't go anywhere. Dude, high risk, man. And what if like, like what if, um, it fails and you can just literally, all you gotta do is the same thing you're doing now, except just pay for a list. Dude, do you know what list you're cold calling? Uh, you, we utilize prop stream. Do you know what list? Uh, as, as in like what type of people we're targeting? Yeah, it's, it's mo uh, mostly absentee owners right now just because uh, we, we really haven't had luck with owner-occupied uh, right now simply because it's a problem for uh, people to find houses. Um, and so we've Dude, been- This is the easiest thing you've ever learned, man. Go. Bye. Bye, Felicia. Come again? You're out. What, what did you say? Dude, get out of there, man. Get out of there. Go. Bye, Felicia. Get out of the job, man. You're learning. You know the lit. Dude, all you got to do is do the same list. Same acquisitions, same dispo, and you get a hundred percent of it. Well, my my thing is, I wouldn't want to compete with the uh, the investors that I work for right now. So the Why? idea, just because they honestly, I learned everything through them. It's just kind of like I I completely understand Ask it. For more money, man. Uh, I did, and I did get a raise. I have a salary of three thousand dollars a month as well. But you know why, right? Because of the the because of what I'm netting them, because you're bringing enough value. The goal of a business, dude. I just, I what was that the back of uh, Ben Hilgrim behind you? you you've taken um, you took uh, what's your major? I did public relations and marketing in in uh, UF as well. Go Gators, by the way. <laughs> you take Banco? Uh, no. Oh, you didn't take Banco's finance. Bless you. Um, basically, from there, you'll learn. I, I, this is general business too, but they teach that at UF. I know that. Uh, your value as an employee, you need to be paid less than what your worth is. That's how a profits. That's how profit gets generated. You, okay. You're making more than your value. So if you're getting paid 100k a year, they're probably making 150 off of you. I agree. So think about that too. So when you're making 80, you ask for 100, they're like, fine, here, still making profit. So of course they're going to do it, but you don't have to compete with them. You don't have to, but like, I think your average deal is 20K. I mean, you're doing six to eight deals, dude. What if, I mean, let I'm me just, ask you, so my thought right now is what if I opened up my own business, right? Um, and then launched it and then built a team of sales rep under me. And essentially, I would still take on the business that I'm doing with my investors. But the idea would be to get somebody to replicate what I'm doing with uh, other investors. And then, as you mentioned, like take the profit from the people working under me to one fund the business and pay myself, you know, an extra bit as well. Wait, someone will fund you? 
Wait, what? You, you want someone to fund you? Say that again. You cut out. No. So my, my, my thought process is what if I, you know, funded and launched the business and got as, you know, like sales representatives working under me, uh, as you know, as you know, doing the acquisition so that essentially I could replicate what I'm doing, but with other investors in different areas of Florida. Oh. Um, yeah. Do that, man. I'm, why would you stop doing something that's so well for you? I would be in that market. I hear you. Um, how many partners are in that business? How many? Uh, come again? How many partners? How many partners are in the business you're working for right now? I would say no more than three, honestly speaking. It's a very small business. It's very family owned. And so like one of the biggest problems I've had with myself is just scaling because they're so used like I, I have to be pretty much on their ass about things. And it's kind of weird when I'm like a 23 year old, right. 40 year old, what to do, you know, it's like. I'm 21. I got plenty of employees that are 40, 50. I don't yeah, care. I hear you. Age doesn't matter, man. I, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you, man. This YouTube channel is pretty big. Your name's on here. Your boss might even see this. So just think about that for a second. I think the word's already out, man. I, I, I'd be, if I were you, I'd be out of there. That's my opinion. That's it, dude. You might be asked for a partnership. They're going to say no to it. Um, that's kind of how naturally acquisitions people works. When they do so well, they usually go on their own. That's it. They did, they did two cardinal sins while hiring you, and they got to face the consequences. They taught you marketing. They taught you acquisitions, and they basically made you learn everything, which is not what you do for That's a bad business owner. That is recipe for you to go out do your own business, make more money than you're doing now. I'm not even blaming your boss. Like I'm an empathetic person, but I there's I got no shame on saying your boss did a bad decision there. Well, I, I did have some background in marketing. Honestly speaking, I've also helped them with the marketing myself. Like uh, my twin brother and I, um, it was primarily him, honestly speaking. We launched the CBD business back in 2017 that got sold um, to like a Fortune 500 company over in California. Um okay. But I, I was like a director of communications. For They're having you mark doing marketing though, dude. They're having you do they marketing. They are it's having their fault. Marketing. As well. I would have cut you out of marketing had you do only acquisitions. You seem like a visionary, which is a terrible hire for acquisitions. <laughs> Literally all the red flags for you. I would never hire you, dude. You'd be too good. You, you would take all my secrets and then you'd go out there in Port St. Lucie and just do what you do there. You do it in whatever. If I had you in Miami, you'd do the same thing. It didn't Tampa or land. It doesn't matter, dude. So like, come on. That's it, dude. Do your own business. That, that's what I'd tell you right now. You can still work for the guy, but you'll pro you could doing what you do now. You could probably make 400 K a year. That's my guess. You spend 30 K marketing, make 400 net 350. That's probably what you're looking at. That's just my guess. Yeah. If, the numbers are true, like you're saying. No, yeah, I know. I don't think it's that hard, man. I, all the info is here on this YouTube channel. Like I, it's just your decision, dude. We can go around this in circles, but really, it's up to you. Yeah, I already no, told you what I, I would do. No, you're right. Um, I really you know human nature works. Like, yeah, yeah. I hope you know that's how human nature works. You're making a hundred now. You're not going to be satisfied because you're not making because you don't want to make the same. You're always going to want 110. Then you're going to go to 150. Then it's going to be 300. 
Your guy's not going to give you 300. Then you're going to be upset, and then you're going to finally leave. You're just constantly going to want more. So it seems like that's the type of person you are because you're yeah. hungry yeah, and you're young. So the writing's on the wall. Are you just going to leave now or at 100, or are you going to leave when you're at 250 maxed out and then you want 500? You're going you're gonna to be at that point, so it's ultimately up to you. Okay. No, um, Sag, oh, I really appreciate this, bro. You're getting my brain going, so I'm just going to, you know, think about everything that I we just spoke on and just kind of try to figure out what's the best thing to do moving forward. And then hopefully um, it, man. if I ever do find some deals in uh, Port St. Lucie, now I know that you're there, so I'll pitch them over to you. <laughs> I've been here for four years, man. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. I'm going to go. All right, dude. Keep it up, man. Thanks, Jose. Take care, brother. Dang. That was cool. All right. So I can't get all the questions because the comments uh, shut off after I think an hour. So I can go through once up to an hour ago. So Zach, I'm 17 who, who's been doing wholesaling in Texas for a month soon. I'd like to branch off and start doing it myself. We should just find a partner. I would go by myself. That's my recommendation. Uh, I think I answered this one. Pull fresh list at least every month. Thank you. High equity is really good. Uh, so the question here is what's a good list to pull from PropStream? I think high equity is really good. Tax delinquency and pre-foreclosures. Got some networking going on. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Let's see here. I'm in North Carolina. Everyone's giving their emails. I appreciate it. If you're in North Carolina, hit up my boy Dante. Tell you guys, network in the comments. Please network in the comments, people. I cannot say it enough. Networking in the comments is it's huge. Uh, this comment section is a plethora of people trying to become better people every single day, even outside of wholesaling. So I, I would recommend that. I'm so pumped up after uh, today's live. That's why, that's why it's like a three-hour live. Jesus. Um, so you guys got me pumped up. I said in the, I said in my wholesaling houses for real Facebook group, uh, I said it today. I'm going, I don't care if it takes me five hours, seven hours. I'm getting through every single person that needed a one-on-one call today. Cause they needed it. I said, I'll get through every single one. And I did I'm a man of my word. <clears throat> All right, let's see. Okay, JP, I want to I want to answer this. I deleted all my socials. JP, get socials for networking, wholesaling, real estate. Facebook is a great way for building cash buyers. I'm you don't you don't have to have a personal like social for the whole social like it, it sucks all your time out doing the personal stuff. Make it for your business and stick to an hour a day on it. I'm telling you, it'll do great. Let's see here. Got some more networking going on. Awesome, awesome, awesome. See, people are networking on here. These are people doing well. Uh, let's see. Alvaro says, so you're no longer text. We're still texting. Don't worry. Let's see here. All right, Nathan. I DM'd you a hot probate lead in Florida. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Here. 
Carl says, how do you secure a contract, a memorandum of contract? I do an affidavit of equitable interest. That's what we recommend. Scott says here, hey, bro, I have a property under contract in Statesville, North Carolina, population 26,000. It's fire damage property sitting on one to two acres of land. Do I have hope? Of course you do. Go find a cash buyer for that piece of land and get cold calling. Go to listrii.com and start, start trying to find someone. <clears throat> Let's see here. This is the quote. If money isn't everything, go work at McDonald's. That is 100% the truth. I'm telling you. If that doesn't get you pumped up right now, I don't know what, what else does. Like seriously. That pumps me up so much knowing. Ugh. Let's see here. Uh, great question here is, are you leaving voicemails with your email address and business number? Great question here. I leave voicemails. I keep it very vague on purpose because I want everyone to go talk to me. So uh, are my leaving voicemails? Of course, my recommendation is say, hey, this is Zach. Please give me a call back whenever you can. That's what I do. And generally, that's kind of what I get the best results on. I don't leave my email address. Let's see. Try to get it for lower, maybe. That's a good one. That's a good one. What do you think about Nashville? Sorry, I was late. Also, I'm moving there as well from California, so kind of big. Nashville's good. Knoxville's probably better, but Nashville's an amazing... Like You could clean up easily Nashville and the surrounding counties and markets, so it's good. Absolutely. Hey, Zach, I'm in Brevard County. Are there any good hard money lenders that will give you a loan based on the deal? No. Brevard's a tough market. So, High equity doesn't mean... Also, if you're in Brevard, I would probably be in Orlando too. But hard money is kind of hard. It's difficult. I'm not going to say that. That's a weird one to say. But it's kind of difficult. High equity doesn't mean that they're motivated just because they're equity. They are in a better position to accept a discount offer if they have motivations or want to be to sell all the better. JD, I couldn't even say it better myself. Well, I mean, I probably could, but that's a great way to explain it. Thank you so much for actually, that's a go-giver uh, response right there. Thank you so much. That's a great, that's a good one right there. It's true though. All right, giving phone numbers out, networking. As a wholesaler, you get a contract for a certain amount of money. You, as a wholesaler, you get a, you get a contract for a certain amount of money. You reassign the contract to an investor for more money, you get your money. And that's it. Who cares about what happens after? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. 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 Josh says, Zach losing the pounds. Good job. I appreciate it. Uh, on a cut right now, so you get that uh, six-pack beach bod. <laughs> but uh, yeah, losing some weight, which is good. Makes me feel good. 
helps me out with the basketball and stuff. So yeah, keep it up. All righty. Let's see here. Bless your heart, Zach. You're such a patient dude. I mean, he's not paid. I'm just listening. I'm, I'm trying to generally help people out, but thank you. Appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what I've heard that before. Let's see where that's from. I know it's a meme. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's from uh, Friday. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh. I would have dipped. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> also true. Also guys, if you commented the first hour, I'm sorry you got cut off here because we did a very long live today. So I'm really sorry if you gave a comment. Thank you so much or a question. I'll get to it. I promise by Thursday because we're doing a, we're doing some Q and A's in there. But <sighs> thank you guys so much if you comment the first uh, hour. Do you do more virtual or wholesaling uh, physical? I do more physical wholesaling deals. Send a request. We'll get you in there. Florida is title company. You're a patient man. Thank you for the great content. I appreciate you. Can you wholesale property, the reverse mortgage? It's a tough one. Very, very tough. Hydrate yourself, Zach. We got a new uh, water cup, so super hydrated all the time. It's half a gallon, but honestly, if I drink more than this, I'm probably going to have to use a bunch of bathroom breaks for, during a three-hour live. So we got the water bottle. We're good to go. We're good to go. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, last person. It looks like we got someone on here. Hello. Hello. Is it just me? Hold on. Maybe I'm not, maybe you're not, it's not popping up right. Hello. Yeah, it's working. All right. You're losing weight. What weight class do you wrestle? Would you wrestle again if you had a high school over? Uh, okay. So, uh, just trying to cut on some fat right now. I'll keep the muscle going. So it's, it's like, a it's, it's just a cut. So you keep the strength and you lose the fat to get abs. So, uh, working on that. So bleh, healthy diet. So, uh, working on that, but, uh, yeah, I wrestled at 170 pounds, but I'm not trying to like cut water weight or anything. It's just fat. So, um, I'm kind of close to that right now still, but I'm, I got like way more muscle. Like my bench is like 30, 40 pounds more than it was when I was 170 pounds last time. It's just, I gained the muscle and cut the fat off. So I don't know. That's my spiel about that. Let's see. 500 texts for a dollar. How does that work? You just click the link 
and boom, that's it. Man, most of the loss in a day was 10 pounds. Oh my gosh. Hey, are you working? Hello? Yeah, somehow I keep joining and the audio is not working. So if you want to, hello, let me see if I can edit your mic settings. Hello. All right, man, anything's not working. So, all right. But yeah, 10 pounds for water weight. Uh-uh. No, I'm cutting the fat off. Oh my gosh. I did a title search and said there was 58,000 open end mortgage. Jeez. What does this mean? Oh, a $58,000 open end mortgage. So it could mean a lot of things. I'm trying to get it's not a HELOC. I'm just, I'm trying to think of the exact definition. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. So it's not in total. So it's not a HELOC. I just looked, I looked at, I'm not actually on open-end mortgages, but I know HELOCs pretty well. This is when they add additional debt on top of the existing mortgage. That's what it says here. So that's kind of what that means. So it's not a HELOC. They just added more debt from the bank, which allowed them to do it for some reason. I don't deal with those at all, but uh, that's what it means. Jose, I'm interested. Danny sounds like he have a HELOC loan. He also has a judgment for 28 grand. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a lot of debt. That means it potentially be a very motivated seller. So this is a great deal. Christopher says, is it even worth dealing with a reverse mortgage? I think I answered this, but it's not. I, I, I've i tried these all and they're all messes. So I probably, I probably wouldn't. I, I'm just going to be honest. Reverse mortgages are very tough. So I would probably stay away from it. That's my opinion. See here. Thank you for all your time. I appreciate it. Thank you for the support. You've been getting out the channel. Uh, but yeah, guys, I really appreciate it. So uh, it means a lot for me. And now we get, let's see. Yeah, man, uh, I, I appreciate it. Uh, it means a lot. So let's see any more questions. Let's see. Alex, I don't know if I can comp a property. Uh, we're about to head out soon, so I probably can't. Uh, give me the same question Thursday. I'll comp it for you. Uh, but the house can only go for, ooh. 58 debt plus 20. Yeah, I mean... Subject to or a short sale. It's probably looking sh more like a sh uh, short sale to me. Wow. Uh, last question says, Tila asked, if the nearest and best comp was in 2018, do you add appreciation? If so, I'll add appreciation, but I mean, it's for a tough property. So I I'd probably add some appreciation, but I it'd be a very rough number. I'll just try to get locked up for the lowest price and bid it up for the most. That's my opinion on it. That's probably what I would recommend for me, Tila. It's always a tough one though. Trust me. The appreciation makes the comps kind of, it's not a good comp though. If, it if it's not like there, it's not a comparable. You just kind of have to do your best guesstimate on there if there's no other comps. Cash flow comps are really nice too. That's when you look at how much you'll rent for right now and then divide that by 1% of the monthly rent. 
So if it's a thousand bucks a month, divide that by 1%, get a hundred K. So that's probably what I recommend there. So appreciate it guys. It means the world to me that you guys give just your support on this channel. I mean, I usually do one hour lives. I know gurus do like two hour lives. I've done five hour lives. I think my record's five and a half hours, but no, six hours. I don't know. I think it was five hours, but this is going to be a three hour live, which is woo. It's a little bit longer on the longer side, but overall, I think it was worth it. I did promise the world that if you wanted to hop on, I will promise at the end of this video that I would literally, I would say what exactly what I do if I was in your shoes in your wholesaling business. And I, you, I gave, I literally gave the link and I said, whoever wants to hop on there as much as you want, all the questions you want, I will not stop until I answer every question for you. And I give you the most value possible for free. I don't want your sneaking money. I just want to help you guys out. I wish someone did this for me when I was starting out. We need more people in here that will give value, not expect any money, not expect to sell you anything just for free. That's what I want to do here. So guys, I appreciate the support. Remember, like this, but like the smash that like button and subscribe. Subscribe to this channel. It means a lot to me. Thank you guys.